Hello. Hi. Welcome. We're here. It's Sidewalk Slam. We're back again. Yeah. For more wrestling. More wrestling. And so much, so much wrestling. <laughs> there's just so much wrestling. Yeah, I know. And there's more. Obviously, morale hasn't improved. Yeah, apparently not. It never stops. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we plan on recording next week as well. Yeah. To get because we're recording this on May thirty first. Thirty first. Yeah. 30th? 30th. 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 It says 31st. In the, it's weird. Anyway, we're recording the NMA, and we plan on recording... No, next... wait. It is the 31st. Okay, good. <laughs> we plan on recording next week as well to get back onto the two-week thing so that we're not doing an episode every every special. Yeah. Because doing, like, three Raws in the special is just, like... There's so much... There's so Especially, much like, lately... I'm assuming you've been busy because mm. I've been busy, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, I've been falling behind, and then I had to just cram it all in, and I'm just, like... <laughs> No, I just want to, no. <laughs> and so, actually, before we get to all the, the Raws and everything, because we're, yeah. we're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw going up to, and then including um, Extreme Rules. Yeah. A lot of people have asked us our thoughts on the upcoming sort of big shift changes to the WWE landscape. Because yeah. they're moving Thursday Night Smackdown. Yes. Which used to be Friday night. Well, it used to be Thursday and then Friday. It used Friday, to be Thursday and then Friday and, and then, then Thursday again. Anyway, they're moving yeah. it to Tuesday and making it live. Which means that, like, so first it was announced that it was going to be live, which means that it basically sort of had to involve some kind of brand split because you can't have your guys do a live show and then another mm-hmm. live show two nights running. Yeah. And then they confirmed that there, there would be some sort of brand split involving a draft, which they did years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been asking us what we think of that. And I don't know what I think of that yet, because... Yeah. I've been actually put it, thinking about it a lot, and I'm like, I am neutral yeah. right now. Like, super neutral. Especially, so this, is, this was interesting. Um, Triple H tweeted about the next NXT yeah. special, NXT TakeOver The End. Yeah. And then... In that tweet was like, so NXT TakeOver The End is happening in June. And then he said in the same tweet, where do we go from here? And it's like, <laughs> is Trips being given SmackDown? Is it becoming like NXT 2? Is yeah. like what? We we don't fundamentally know what the sh- landscape's going to look like after that uh, change. And uh, It's not until July, right? Yeah, people have been asking, you know, like, so does this mean you're going to watch Raw and SmackDown and cover the whole thing? And it's like, man, I don't know. That's so much wrestling. It is a lot of wrestling. And we certainly wouldn't, if we were watching everything, we wouldn't be able to cover it in as much detail, that's for sure. Yeah, I think, like... So we'll we'll have to see. We'll see. We don't know. It could could be cool. It could be real... eh. I don't think it's going to suck, but, you know, honestly, the idea of a brand split has benefit. In some ways, yeah. uh, to like the the product actually getting to like, you know, like back when it was very, very divided, and you had different top level titles on the two brands, and there could be crossover, but there was like different sort of titles, yeah, that worked. But yeah, I'll be I interested mean, to see what they do. There was a period of time when there was two world titles, yeah, two mid titles, the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title. Two women's titles, because the women's title and the Divas title coexisted for a while on different brands. Yeah. And two tag titles. Jesus. They had the WWF, or I think they, I guess they called them WWE tag titles, and the World the Tag world Team titles. Because they did the World Championship and then the WWE yeah. Championship. There was a lot of titles. Yeah. And their roster was not as deep then as it is now, so it was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, but... 
Isn't that why Triple H and John Cena are like 15-time champions? Something like that. So, we'll... We'll, we'll wait. I'm on a, a wait-and-see yeah. mantra right now. As with most things in WWE, I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. Just wait and see. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, one of those people that likes to, like, predict, like, who's going to go where and what they're going to do. I've always just been like, you know, I'm always usually... I'm, lately... Well, since I've started really watching wrestling again, I've been pretty happy with everything they've done. Mm-hmm. So I have, I'm just confident that they'll figure something out. Yep. And I mean, even if that doesn't work out, at least this summer we have, like, I'm kind of sad, actually backtracking a little bit. I'm kind of sad that maybe if NXT is done, but... That seems unlikely. Likely, yeah. But I don't know what, yeah, I, I don't know what that But at least we have the, uh, tweet means. the Cruiserweight Classic this summer. That'll be cool. That'll be really fun. I think that's... I think they're doing that pre-taped, but it'll still be Yeah, they're sweet. taping next year in July, sweet. I think. Or no, maybe they're taping soon, but I think it airs in July? Yeah. I don't know. In any event. Yes. Uh, we're at the end of the month. We're going to go all the way back to the beginning of the month and the Monday Night Raw following payback. Yeah. So this is Monday Night Raw for May 2nd. Uh, opens with this insane video package with like a movie trailer announcer. It's, it's the new era is yeah. here. And it's like, wow, they're really, really committing to these talking points. <laughs> and Michael Cole is right in there with, like, the new era, the new next generation. And, you know, they're really committing to the new era. Yeah. Then they introduce Steph. Steph opens the show as one half of the power of Monday Night Raw. Jesus. And they never use that term again. Thank God. Because <laughs> yeah. we've had the authority for, like, yeah. two and a half so years. And now it's power. one half of the power of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> and it's like... Oh, guys, that's so strange. Yeah. The power. Anyway, they never use it again, so I'm happy Good. about that. Yeah. Shane cut Steph off. Yeah. Which, of course, because, you know. But they're they're getting along, which is cool. Yeah. And Steph says that she has a peace offering. Yes. And she brings out, if you rewind back to the WrestleMania buildup, mm. you'll remember that Vince stomped on a picture of himself and Shane when Shane was a kid. Yeah. And Stephanie has reacquired that picture and reframed it. Yeah. And is now offering it to Shane mm-hmm. as like a I was okay with this. I, I was liked like it. Man, everything even like everything that this storyline has done, I've been fine with. Yeah, going forward watching with, to it. Going and, forward with this, the fact that they're the fact that Shane and Steph are getting along and being like amiable with one another and just sort of, you know, being brother and sister, joking around, not always seeing eye to eye, but like they're being generally affable about it. Yeah. But them as a team butting heads with the wrestlers has been great. Yeah. It's been what we wanted to see. Yeah. <laughs> it's been really good. Is this the the segment where she does the thing with her hand? Like, do you want me to so. run? I know. I think it's a different one. Is I, it a different I, one? I, I could be wrong. Yeah. I think it's but this episode. Kevin Owens comes out. Yeah. And doesn't trust Shane at all, obviously. Yes. And demands that Steph, because he knows that Steph is supposed to be the heel. Yeah. She dema- or he demands that Steph do the right thing. Yeah. And give him the number one contender title, or number one contendership for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. And much to his dismay, because then Cesaro comes out, and much to Owen's dismay, Steph lets Shane decide what to do, and Shane makes a match between Owen's and Cesaro for the number one contendership. Yes. And Owen's is, of course, super upset. Uh, Next up, Popeye's Southern County Fair Chicken (laughs) Tenders presents the Payback Recap. There's something about chicken tenders that always cracks me up. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. Like, what's a tender? Do we know? Does anyone know? 
it's a it's a nice bit of chicken, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, it, they just show bits of payback. I just wanted to mention that it was the Popeye's Southern Fair Chicken Tenders presents yeah. the payback recap. Anyway, so the, that match is right now. Yeah, with Miz on commentary. Yeah, and uh, I just, all my notes just always say love the Miz. Someone Miz. asks him one of the commentary. I can't remember if it was Cole or Byron. Asks him just point blank. Because he's he's talking about how he retained his title at Payback, and they're yeah. like, "Did you or did you not tap to to Cesaro?" Yeah. And Miz just says, "I beat him." <laughs> he's so good because it's like, "Well, all right, yeah. fine. I beat him." <laughs> I like uh, the gut wrench suplex, which just yeah. Stone Cold means lifting a guy. Yeah. You just pick the guy up and you put him down over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like gut wrench suplex. I, yeah, sure. Cesaro okay. actually hits a drop kick on Kevin Owens when Kevin Owens is like sitting on the top rope, and it's super impressive. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, Kevin Owens does his uh, frog splash. Yeah, which JBL, I think it's JBL, says many people have called it the bullfrog splash. Yeah, which I don't think anybody has <laughs> called. Later on, in like a couple weeks from this episode, Kevin Owens is on commentary. I think it's the one before. Uh, Extreme Rules, Mm -hmm. and Kevin Owens is on commentary, and he calls it the six stars frog splash, which I thought was really (laughs) funny. Five star, yeah, (laughs) very nice, very nice. Miz interferes because, of course, he's going to interfere. Yeah, and then Miz and Owens beat up Cesaro, but then, of course, Sami Zayn runs in to mess with Kevin Owens. So then Miz fights Zayn, and it ends with everyone sort of fighting around, and with Zayn. Holding the title in the ring. I got goosebumps a little bit that when was I cool. saw this. Yeah, the crowd loved it. And of course, no resolution. Yeah. So, which I mean, like, so who knows? Even what, watching this, we we're like, yeah, yeah. Well, I know what they're going for, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> I mean, Extreme Rules is in what three weeks now? Yeah. All right, cool. Steph is backstage with Dean Ambrose, yeah. and uh, she really wants to meet Mitch. <laughs> yeah. The plant. The plant man. So she asks to be on the Ambrose Asylum. So yeah, and Ambrose is like, Asylum. at first Ambrose is kind of like, he does, he's talking about how he doesn't buy the new Stephanie. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't believe that. He doesn't believe that she's, well, I Ambrose, mean, like, as part of the shield, was up against the authority for a while as well. Yeah. And he's like, I cannot believe <laughs> that you are now totally cool. Yeah. I, that doesn't, that's not the Steph I know, which is fair. Yeah. Which I liked. I really Ambrose liked. has a longer memory than some of the writers. And <laughs> so she's like, okay, let's have me on your show then, ass, is basically what <laughs> yeah, she's basically, doing. Basically, yeah. Next we see R-Truth oh, yeah. with his <laughs> shitty homemade selfie stick, which it's is literally, a it's a stick. Yeah. He's just taped his phone to a stick yeah. with leaves on it. because And like the screen's cracked. They've now made a new tag team, The Gorgeous Truth, <laughs> which is Tyler Breeze and R Truth. <laughs> and then up against, or not, they're not actually fighting, but the, the other tag team is Goldango, yeah. <laughs> which is Goldust and Fondango. Which has just been Goldust awkwardly dancing. Yeah. Basically. Just and trying to get R Truth to, like, he's fronting on R Truth, basically. Yeah. They're, they're, this continues the sort of the weird. Uh, lovers' quarrel arc yeah. of uh, Goldust and and our truth, which finally has some some manner of payoff uh, in these coming weeks, yeah. which is really great. I was super happy with it. Like a lot of people, like poo poo this kind of stuff. Like between this sort of storyline between our truth yeah. and Goldust, I like it. I think it's fun. Why not? It's like there's no yeah, reason there's, not to. Yeah, AJ is backstage. Yeah, he says the truth is it isn't what it is. Mm. 
I mean, we give we gave Rain Stick last episode for sometimes the all needs help from the one. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm giving AJ crap for it. the truth is it is what it is. <laughs> like I I get what you're meaning, but yeah. Come on. Anyway, he makes the point that he's still buddies with Ganderson, and that's fine, and it has no bearing on him wanting to. Yeah, he this this story arc between AJ and Roman was very much played on the fact that AJ wanted to prove himself Mm -hmm. and that AJ felt like he didn't need to resort to violence in the form of weaponry Mm -hmm. to beat Reigns. And that was kind of the arc that led us into Extreme Rules. So they're backstage. It's AJ and Gallows and Anderson and then Roman Reigns busts in and AJ keeps Gallows and Anderson back. Mm -hmm. And Reigns states further that he's the guy and yeah. then the Usos come in as well, and you have this sort of this 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 feud that is built up over the course of this month, which is the club, yeah, versus the bloodline. It's yeah. now it's not the family anymore; it's the bloodline, bloodline. which I think is a better name. It's a be- it's better. It's yeah. Better. How do you feel with the club? I think they could have done better than the club. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, it's a name, I guess. I don't think it really like instills fear into the heart of men, though. No. So now we have a match with. Goldust versus Tyler Breeze. Yeah. With their respective partners in the corner. Goldust's entrance with Fandango is deeply weird. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> it's so strange. Truth gives Tyler Breeze his <laughs> do-rag. That was awesome. And Goldust spends the entire match being super offended. <laughs> being yelling at Truth, how come I never got one of these? <laughs> yeah. And Truth says, because you ain't my partner. <laughs> And Dr- Breeze wears it too. Yeah. Breeze puts it's it on, on, and Goldust immediately rips it off. Yeah. And he's like infuriated with truth. Feels personally hurt. Yeah. And uh, because he's so distracted, Breeze wins that match. Yeah. This was the rarely great. seen but often whispered Breeze win. Yes. <laughs> it's not. It's very rare, but <laughs> it happens. Such a rare beast. Yeah. That we were able to see one in our <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. New Day are heading to the ring, and an intern tries to twerk with them, and it does not go well. Yeah, that's, they seem to do that a lot. It's <laughs> yeah. weird. I think it's just like people backstage are like, can I get in one of these entrances? Yeah. There's a sign in when they're coming out that says, St. Louis ain't booty, <laughs> which I thought was really great. They confirm in the ring, they confirm that Enzo Amore is fine. Yeah. And is, he'll be out for a little while to recover from the concussion, but that he's okay. Yeah. Xavier Woods is still all about Beyonce. Yeah. And he says, he says, uh, just like Beyonce slithered into his DMs, I think. Yeah. And they, and he was subsequently busted by Kofi and yeah. Biggie. They're like, no, no, <laughs> no, <she didn't>. no. <laughs> the villains interrupt. Yeah. I, I dig their music. Dude, it's they're so, different. so good. The whole package. I even said it on Twitter. It was like, I love. I don't care what anybody thinks. I mean, I've actually. I think I told you, but I've been making an effort of avoiding internet discourse of any kind, really, mm-hmm. when regards to wrestling. And I feel like my viewing. Um, I mean, it's kind of ironic that I'm saying it on this, <laughs> but um, for me personally, like I found that <clears throat> I'm able to enjoy it as a whole, and like the Vod villains, just everything about them. I can gush. Uh, I've gushed about them before, but I love everything about them. Yeah. So the Vod villains come out, and yeah. <clears throat> because Enzo's okay, they're going to use this. Yeah. In storyline. Yeah. You know, the, the, oh yeah. The, they're like, we we won. We we get the number one contendership because they had to forfeit that match because 
the Enzo and Cass are now, bada boom, the realest guys in the emergency room. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Just like, oh my god. Uh, they also talk about how like a real man, like real men is what their yeah. their their shtick is. When men were men. Yeah. <laughs> and they said a real man would have got up and realest guy in the emergency room. They call the the Dudleys the downtown Abbeys, or no, the the, the Dudleys say that. The down. I, I, I did remember someone saying the downtown Abbeys or yeah. the downtown Abbeys. Because the Dudley boys interrupt. Yeah, and then Big Cass enters as well. Yeah, is part of Big Cass's gimmick that he occasionally stutters, or is he making fun of Devon? He's making fun of uh, Bubba. Bubba. Okay. In ECW, right? Bubba's gimmick was that he, was stuttered. he stuttered. Right. And then in the middle of a promo, he would start stuttering, and then Devon would slap him on the back or something, and he would spit out. Okay, what that's he was what saying. I thought. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, Bubba hated it. Yeah. Which, and so I mean, <laughs> Big Cass is making fun of that, even yeah. though he hasn't done it in forever. Yeah. So. We go to commercial and we come back. Shane and Steph have made a match on Facebook. Yay, Facebook! I don't know why, but anyway, it's yeah. a it's a four v four match. So it's Big Cass and the New Day versus the Dudleys and the Vaudevillains. Yeah, which the, this match is great only for the whole match is just the Dudleys yeah. telling the Vaudevillains how to be assholes. <laughs> yeah, it's They're great. Like. like uh, Bubba Ray is just yelling at them, like, no, now do this. Yeah. Now, what? Here, tag me in. He goes in, you do this, then you hit him, then you do it like this. Yeah. And just like the whole match is just them putting, it's the fact that they're even fighting is trivial to them. Yeah. They're putting on a clinic for the villains about how to fight heel. How to be dastardly no it's good. So good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. Really great. Yeah, that was my one note from this match. I was like, man. Big Cass wins the match yep. with, with his finisher of the East River Crossing. And yep. over the course of these weeks, I'm so glad that... Because usually if, if a tag team partner goes out for any length of time, it's just death for the other person. Yeah. But they kept Big Cass in the spotlight every week yeah. over the course of this. And it was so good for him. Mm-hmm. And... It, and uh, uh, he's not as bad on the mic by himself as I was afraid he might be. I feel like, yeah, he, he was he, definitely... He, he needs Enzo. He needs Enzo. But he's not, like, he's not nothing without Enzo. Yeah. Which is great. I think, like, he was noticeably more comfortable as each episode happened, mm-hmm. which, I mean, is to be fair, like, he just came up. Yeah. Um, he's definitely got some charisma. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. And he I looks like super too. strong. And he's like, seven foot tall, and you and can't teach that. <laughs> you can't teach that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but exactly, like, usually they just disappear. Mm-hmm. And I think... This is proof that the WWE believes in that tag team. Yeah. For them to put Cass still out there. Yeah. Even when Enzo's off the shelf. So, or on the shelf, sorry. Mm-hmm. But I think Enzo is back now. I believe so, yeah. 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 Hey, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? 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 It's The Rock's birthday, and I profoundly don't care. <laughs> yeah. My care level was 0%. They're like, hey, happy birthday <laughs> to The Rock. I'm like, all right. All right, great. Yeah. So now they run a video package explaining. Little Nate, yes, to the crowd, which I was like, okay, thank I'm you. I'm glad that yeah. you finally explained that. But I yeah. know I freaked out about it, <laughs> WWE, and I'm sorry. Well, okay? it would have been good if people had known this beforehand. Yeah, exactly. But because again, this did happen like ten years ago in WCW. Yeah, not even in the WWE product. But yeah. we talked about this that referee Charles Robinson looks kind of like Ric Flair, and so they did this whole angle where he was Little Nate, and then that's why he did the screw job ending at Payback with. Charlotte and Natalia, and there'll be more on that later in the show. Yeah. But first is a match between Becky Lynch and Emma. Yep. Who they were obviously building up to have a match at Extreme Rules. I think so, yes. But then Emma got injured and had to go in for back surgery. Yeah. 
but is apparently recovering fine. Yeah. Because Emma won this match, and they were sort of building it up, and then it just sort of... Yeah. Nothing happened with it, so... Because, fast-forwarding a little bit with these two, because Dana Brooke debuts the week after this episode. Yeah. And her and Emma were together in NXT. And they were going to be together on the main roster. Yeah. And then Emma had to go in for back surgery, so then it left sort of Dana Brooke and Becky Lynch as, I guess, de facto feuding. Mm -hmm. But that didn't end up being what happens. Yeah. So more on that when we talk about Extreme Rules. when we get there. There's another utterly inane promo about Puerto Rico, after which it cuts back to the arena and JBL just says out loud, remember that he has a microphone, he just says, isn't Puerto Rico bankrupt? (laughs) Like, how did I miss that? (laughs) Like, for fuck's sake, man. That's fucking great. I can't believe I didn't notice that. The point of all these promos is to to, to (laughs) be talking up the shining star of the Caribbean. And JBL's like, I hear it's garbage. (laughs) Oh, well, why did we bother? Sick one, JBL, yeah. Oh, my God. So it's the Ambrose Asylum with Steph. Dean finally asks her about getting speared at Mania. That was this whole... I loved this whole segment. She's very contrite about it. And I'm sort of like waiting for her to snap because she's like... You know, I I was out of position, I yeah. was out of line, and I got in the ring, and yeah. I was where I shouldn't have been, and what happened, happened. Yeah. And you're like... <laughs> she's trying... She's wow. so good. She's, yeah. just, she's trying so hard to turn over a new leaf, and Ambrose is 100% just poking her. Yeah. This whole thing. <laughs> this whole thing. She's, she's super diplomatic about Shane. Yeah. She's, like, really, really chill. She's really trying, and Ambrose is just like... Poking her buttons about loyalty to the company, yeah. about missing time with her family. Yeah. And then she's like, well, Dean, tonight's uh, about change, right? It's the yeah. new era, so <laughs> Ambrose Asylum's had a good run. Let's cancel the show. <laughs> that was awesome. It was perfect. So, so Dean's like, huh. Yeah, well. yeah, all right. That adds up. <laughs> and he just takes Mitch and leaves. Yeah. Because he's reintroducing the highlight reel. Yeah. And we, like right then. So Jericho comes out. More <laughs> utterly inane stuff from JBL. He's like, this is like Johnny Carson returning. Byron Saxon says, what, from the dead? <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, like, like Ed Sullivan. And I think it's Cole even is like, can we maybe go a bit more modern, like (laughs) Letterman or someone, and then JBL just yells, Chelsea Handler! (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a pause, and he's like, oh wait, she did come back, she's on Netflix. Uh, Jon Stewart! (laughs) And and Byron's like, okay, okay, we get it. Like, JBL's just like, must make relevant (laughs) reference. Because like, you know, (laughs) every time JBL references something, it's something really old school. Like, everything he ever does, like Stan Hansen. And then Byron's like, dude, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Breath, breath, please. It's like, you know that meme with like, the guy of Stan with the question marks all around him? But then when he does try to make a modern reference, yeah. like Jericho starts sizing up Mitch on his, because they're passing each other, he starts yeah. sizing up the plant, and JPL goes, uh-oh, and then just says, apropos of nothing, yeah. I am Groot. <laughs> it's like, you don't know what you're referencing. You're like the movie movies guys. You're just saying pop culture references and hoping that people be like, I like what I remember. I forgot about the I am Groot thing. But it's out of nowhere. He just goes like, oh, I am Groot. (laughs) What? 
<laughs> what but, are you saying? <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Yeah. I am Groot. <laughs> like, JBL, please. Uh, I smoked three marijuanas. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. JBL was. I love JBL. I'm I think starting to not like. Really? Him. Uh, even when he does stuff like this, I'm just like because well, it's just I, like it's, I find it funny. Yeah, but I'd rather just not be there at all. Really? Uh, I think I would miss it because <laughs> there's some stuff he said during like Extreme Rules that just killed like, I, me. Like I find like that funny from like a wow he's so out of touch thing. Yeah. But the like the the Puerto Rico thing, even though I have nothing invested in these guys' storylines, yeah. that is like scuppering that gimmick. Yeah, right? that's true. Like, mm, isn't Puerto yeah. Rico bankrupt? Like yeah. we just spent weeks watching these promos about how it's wonderful and, and beautiful and, and beautiful. And we should be it's almost like we're supposed to be jealous, jealous. of these yeah, guys. Yeah, that's what it was. They were trying to get across that we were supposed to be jealous of this, and really it just looked like a really nice Public service ads. Like, yeah. I was just like, oh yeah, maybe I'll go to Puerto Rico. And JBL's like, I hear it's crap. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay. I mean, like, I'm not gonna say that JBL is perfect. <laughs> Good. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a great announcer, but I like him. Yeah. Because he cracks me up. Surprise to no one. A brawl breaks out between Jericho and Ambrose. Oh yeah. yeah. And then Ambrose or Jericho smashes Mitch mm-hmm. over the back of Ambrose's head. Yep. Rip Mitch. Rip Mitch 2016. Yeah. Next up we have... I actually wrote a note. I was like, is this a feud over a talk show? Kind of. Yeah, it's basically what it is. Next up we have a battle royal for a number one contendership for the U.S. title match. Yeah. And I was like, well, so much for a storyline. Yeah, I know, right? Someone's going to win the battle royal and then they'll get the match and whatever. Yeah. I was very surprised with the the direction this match went. Because I was like, oh, a battle royal. On Raw, these are always, yeah, right. But so here's so here's how this 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 match broke down. Actually, first of all, Sandow was in the ring, and I was like, oh yeah, I know. Because I watched this after we recorded the last episode, yeah. and he'd since been released, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh Sandow, I miss you. Corbin gets eliminated by Ziggler, yeah, who rips him out of the ring, yeah, beats him up, and then puts, puts him, him back, back in, and, and just yeah. like hands him to Ziggler and or uh, to uh, Rusev, and yeah. just goes, here you go. Yeah. And Rusev's like. Oh, thanks. Okay, cool. Picks yeah. him up and throws him out. Yeah. And I've, I've actually never seen that where, yeah. where someone's like beats him up and then puts him back in and is like, hey, 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 I, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I prepped this, I've prepped like, this unconscious guy for you. It's like when a cat kills something and like leaves it at your doorstep, like leaves a dead bird there or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually like this too because it was so much different from just pulling him under the ropes and then the ref thinks he got eliminated. Yeah. And then Zippy was like, Oh, I never went, I went under the road. Yeah. You know? So it was different and it was good. I liked it. And so there's there's your general sort of like whatever and a bunch of guys get tossed out. But then you get back, you get down to sort of fewer guys. And the League of Nations, yeah. who broke up, yeah. Rusev, Sheamus, and Del Rio, they're like, well, we know how to work together. Let's work together. Mm-hmm. So they all start beating up Sinkara. But they have a little bit of tension there. Yeah. God, if, if Barrett had something with the company, this would have been a great time for a Barrett run-in, but he yeah. wasn't. So, um, And then you get down to the, the last four left are the League of Nations and Ryder, yeah. who work together and just beat the tar out of him. Mm-hmm. And then, then they're like, well, they're working together. They chuck him out of the ring, yeah. and he does what's called skinning the cat. Which is, yeah, skin. I don't know why, but it's it's uh, it's the thing Shawn Michaels used to do, right? Where you get like thrown out in an over the top battle royal, oh, and yeah, you're yeah. holding on, and you're just not quite touching the ground, then you pull yourself back up. Huh. Don't know why it's called that, but anyway, um, 
so they think he's he's been he's been eliminated. So then the league starts fighting with each other. Yeah. But then Ryder gets back in, hits a rough rider on Del Rio. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet. Takes a heel kick from Rusev. Yeah. Del Rio eliminates Sheamus. Yeah. Rusev and Ryder not working together, but independently hitting him with stuff. Eliminate Del Rio. Yeah. And now we're down to just Rusev and Ryder. Yeah. This was really interesting. Yeah. The, the back half of this match was like this tension between the former League of Nations members and Zack Ryder was like really, really cool. And Ryder got in some really great offense. Yeah. Actually, Ryder had me believing he was winning this match. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like 100% bought into it. Yeah. Because yeah. he just had the Intercontinental title. Yeah. You know, so you could put it. You could he put just the has US this, title like, on him. He has that Sami Zayn vibe, right? Yeah. Like you just want to see him win. With this sort of thing where it's like him versus three monster heels. Well, yeah. not, maybe not monster heels, but Rusev but, sure is. Oh, yeah. Rusev is now, I think. Yeah. Uh, Rusev eventually just sort of hurls him over. Yeah. And, and ends up and ends up winning. But this is good momentum for Ryder because I was afraid yeah. that he wasn't going to have any. Yeah. So <laughs> they bring out Charlotte and Rick. To yeah. talk about, quote from Michael Cole, the shenanigans at Payback. <clears throat> uh, Let's see what those old flare boys are up to this week. They call out referee Charles Robinson, who I think is the only ref they refer to by name now. Yeah. Like, I don't know the names of any of the other ones. Refs used is to, Mike Chioda still around? No. No? No, because they used to call out... Yeah, they used to... Because Mike Chioda was the senior ref. Mike Chioda used uh, to get chance. Scott Armstrong was, a, was yeah. around for a while. And Earl Hebner? Yeah, well, yeah. Does yeah. Hebner still ref in TNA? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, the Hebners have been around for years. Hebner's like the the the, le- the ref. The Hebners. Yeah. yeah. Earl Hebner was the ref for the original screw job. Yeah. Mm. So he comes out and his defense is even though Natalia wasn't tapping, yeah. she was screaming, stop, stop it. it. And he thought that that counted. Even though that categorically doesn't, doesn't count. count. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and, that's it. And that's they're like, "So does your decision stand?" And he's like, "It sure does." <laughs> yeah, shit-eating grin. Yeah, and it's like, okay, okay, all right, you're yeah. you're a bad guy now. Sure, all right. Yeah, Charlotte brings up he that he has history with her father and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and he's like, "Does that impact your decision, or did that impact the way you called the match?" He was like, "Yes." I mean. No. <laughs> I was like, all right. I see. Yeah. I see. I believe you. Yeah. There is a big cheater chant. Yeah. And I loved how Charlotte just started wooing to get them to stop chanting cheater. And everyone's like, oh, she's wooing. Woo! Like everyone just starts wooing <laughs> along with her. Woo. Yeah. It was brilliant. I thought it was great. I don't know if that's what she was going for. Well, I mean, I'm hoping that's what yeah. she was going for, but it was fantastic. So I like, so Natty hits Charlotte and then puts Rick in a sharpshooter. Yes. Which is great. Because then backstage, even though Rick got beat up, Charlotte is incessantly complaining to Rick about her being hit. Yeah. Just whinging at him. Yeah. Steph interrupts them. Yeah. And uh, makes a match for Extreme Rules. Yes. Which, you know, because it's uh, Natalia has the sharpshooter and Charlotte has the figure eight. And so it's going to be a submission match. Yeah. But Steph is... You know, hoping for something a little better than the payback match. And so Ric Flair is banned from ringside. Yes. Rick, by the way, doesn't have any lines in this segment and is just emoting heavily. Yeah. And like chewing the scenery. Yeah. Is this? They're upset about it, by the way. Yeah. They, um, I think they're really, well, I mean, as the weeks have gone on, like they've really cut back on Rick's. Mm-hmm. Rick's kind of, 
on thin ice, <laughs> I think, yeah. lately. Yeah. When, when, what did he do last time? What did he say about Natty? Remember there was that big, it was like on SmackDown? Maybe it was before their last match. Not the payback match, but the, was there a match before that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was something, I can't remember, it was something like, Real bad. That yeah. They actually like cut out of the. Yeah, like they completely cut it. And I think ever since broadcast. then, I can't even remember what it was, but Rick has been kind of like, they don't give him a lot of free reign. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. God, I, I, it's it's right on the like in the back of my head, but I just remember like, even watching this segment, I'm like, man, they really aren't. They're. It feels like they're keeping a tight leash on Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Which a tighter is, leash. Might be fair. Yeah. So then the main event is a 3v3 match with the family, because they're still being called the family at this point, yeah. versus the club, they've yeah. now said. They're Dude. called the club, which is like, all right, sure. I so, loved how Ganderson and AJ looked when they entered the ring. Like, sweet. both Ganderson, Gallows and Anderson wearing the white, and then AJ comes in with his little, like, hoodie on and does his thing. And I just thought, like, just the visual of it, I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting about this, because we've talked about tag matches going into title matches, yeah, uh, that they start with AJ and Roman in the ring, yeah, which that's that's unusual for yeah, these. Usually, sort of it would matches. be like Gallows and Roman, or you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it's never the people that are actually, fi- or they. I'm surprised they didn't team up Roman and AJ. You know what I mean? Like what they usually. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was, yeah, I was okay with it. Reigns' corner forearms don't look especially threatening. Nope. Not really. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I gotta. I actually have to say, like, I know we have... Reigns is, like, a hot topic always, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about him a lot on this podcast. Yep. And I'm, there's a lot of people that have very strong opinions about him. I'm actually really starting to turn the corner on Reigns. Really? Not as a character. Mm. As a character, I find him whatever. Yeah. But as far as a performer, like, I definitely respect him now. Especially after his work with AJ. Yeah. I'm excited to watch, like, what he does going forward. Yeah. Um... I still have to catch up on the stuff with Rollins, but I've heard not he, great things. Yeah. But I think he needs more diverse move set. Yeah. But as far as like the character goes, like I'm almost like neutral about it now. <laughs> because they don't like when people are saying like, oh, they need to turn him heel, it's like they don't really need to. They don't need to do anything. They just need to put him out there and people react. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Like he doesn't need to specifically go out of his way and kick over like some for old certain, lady for certain values of the audience he already is a heel yeah so that's what i mean it's just like when these people are saying like oh he needs to turn heel it's like well he kind of he kind of already is i mean like he has his fan base mm-hmm. but even I've, and i've been putting a way more thought into this than i think i should be <laughs> but just the reigns dynamic is very interesting to me and what people yeah. think that they should be doing with them and I really do feel like they don't have to do anything. And I think they realize that. It's like, you just put them out there, and people react, and people are going to be emotionally invested when he eventually loses that title. Yeah. Regardless of how he goes about losing that title. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is going to be a moment where he does, and, and, and people are obviously emotionally invested in the outcome of this character in this universe. Yeah. Which I think is fine. I've really, like, kind of come around on him. Cool. Anyway, yeah. At one point in this match, Jimmy whiffs a Samoan drop because AJ goes too high. Yeah. It's just sort of funny to watch. <clears throat> the actual match, to be honest, the match itself is not as interesting as what happens after the match. Yeah. Uh, the match, Styles gets the pin on one of the Usos with, yeah. with the forearm. Yes. But then, Ganderson tries to goad AJ into taking a chair shot on Reigns. Yeah. Like, they give AJ a chair and they hold Reigns there. And Reigns looks dead. 
yeah. when they're holding him. It's and great. AJ's like, I'm not, I don't, this feels wrong. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah. So he makes it clear that he's not going to do this. So then one of the Usos attacks AJ. Yeah. Even though AJ hasn't done anything. Yeah. Just attacks him. So then AJ fights back mm-hmm. and hits the Uso. Yeah, with a chair. With the chair. And that's what Roman sees. Roman doesn't see, because he's like heads down, he's sort of unconscious. Yeah. He doesn't see AJ choosing not to use the chair on him. Yeah. He just sees AJ with a chair attacking one of the Usos. So that make, that Reigns mad. <laughs> Reigns gets very angry. I feel like he's really good <clears throat> at emoting, too. And the, yeah. And uh, it's weird, because I feel like this segment makes Reigns and the Usos look bad. Yeah, like, as the bad guys? Is that yeah, what you mean? Like, it, I mean, obviously Gallows and Anderson are not the good guys either, Yeah, right? Because they're like, hey, man, come on, do the bad thing. And, and AJ's like, no, I'm going to take the high road, and I'm not going to do the bad thing. Yeah. And then we as the crowd have seen that, and then we see the Usos attack the guy who we just saw yeah. not do the bad thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and then we see Reigns also attack him for not realizing that he's trying to be a good dude. Yeah. And so it sort of makes Reigns and the Usos look bad. Yeah. Um, and it, and I think the whole thing comes to a head with uh, Reigns hurling AJ through one of the announce tables. Yeah. Like he gets, I think AJ gets Superman punched mm-hmm. <clears throat> when he turns around. Because Reigns is looking all angry and hulking up and hits AJ with a Superman punch when he turns around after beating down the Usos. And then he power bombs him through the announce table mm-hmm. um, on the outside. Um, like I totally agree with you. Like, this feud between these six men was really kind of like, yeah, I mean, they were doing things back and forth, which was kind of flippy-floppy. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I actually kind of liked it for what it's worth. I mean, even these yeah. next two weeks, there was one of these crowds, I can't remember if it was next week or the week after, that was, like, very behind Usos and Reigns. Yeah. Like, they were... Like, I mean, there was obviously some booze, but it was definitely more cheers it's, than booze. It's really interesting how stuff can change yeah. from city, city to city. city. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, I don't know. I actually, like this, like you said before, like, this segment was great. Like, mm-hmm. I actually love this after the match. There's a lot All of really, the stuff with really AJ, like, especially going into a match that is Extreme Rules, and AJ is like, I don't want to use that to beat him. Yeah. Even though he's going into a match where he can use anything. Yeah. You know? And it's just like... Has the match been announced at this point? Yes. Yeah. The, match, the match got announced at the end of Payback. Oh. We knew right after Payback there was that little segment at the end. Oh, right. With Vince and right, Steph right, and right, right, Shane. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And true. then we knew that, like, right away so, that they were going to Extreme yeah, Rules. Yeah, so it's, it's an Extreme Rules match. By the way, this is the only time of the year where they use that as the name of the stipulation. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a no disqualification match. Yeah, it's just a street fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Anything goes. <laughs> Except for... You have to pin him in the ring. Yeah. 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 Monday Night Raw for May 9th. Yes. Jericho opens the show with the highlight reel. Yep. And he's talking about how he put Ambrose out of action. Yeah. And com- comparing him to Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> he even had the rem- he had the remains of Mitch <clears throat> and he, during uh, this segment. Suggests that people drink it in once again. You know, drink in the <laughs> yeah. Jericho. Enzone Cass's music hits. Yep. Big Cass comes out. Dude, I'm, the pop he got was got ridiculous. Yeah. I'm so glad they're still letting him do stuff. Yeah. He gets up in Jericho's face. He can still talk pretty well, like, like we said. I love he put Jericho's mic down. Yeah. That was sweet. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You don't. And what's Jericho <laughs> going to do? This guy's huge. Yeah. Um, Jericho backs out of the ring and, yeah. is th- and is thereby proclaimed to be soft. <laughs> yeah. And he gets angry and runs back into the ring and f- 
meets a huge kick from yeah. Cass. Backstage, he tracks down Steph and is incensed. <laughs> yeah. And this, and you know, wants Steph to you know do his bidding and do you know quote the right thing. Yeah. This all falls on Steph's newly deaf ears, and she makes the main event for that night. A one-on-one match between Chris Jericho and Big Cass. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that'll be interesting. Dude, I am 100% behind just keeping Jericho around forever. Yeah. For as long as he can perform. Yeah. He's so good. I just can't stop. I can't. I'm, every time I see him, I'm just like, this guy is like 45 and still one of the best. Yeah. Next up in the ring is Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. Again. What, happen, what happens after the rubber match? I don't, I don't, have, I don't have any idea. Um, well, it's just like Jericho and AJ went two and two against each other. Yeah. So I guess... Baron Corbin wins. JBL yells ball game. Yeah, that's it. I don't even know. Is that the end of that feud? Like, is that over I now? I don't think so. I don't know what's happening, really. I think they wrestle again. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. It's yeah. just like, okay, yeah, they fought each other a few times, and Corbin was a big mean man, and Ziggler bounced around a lot, and yeah. that was pretty much mm-hmm. it. Shane meets with Charlotte and Ric Flair, yeah. who are now asking Dad, Yeah, basically, right? It's like, Mom said that Rick couldn't be at ringside, so <laughs> yeah. we're going to go ask Dad. And yeah. they're like, hey, Shane, look, you know, like your sister, whatever, come on, come on. And Shane's like, uh, no, that, that stands. Yeah. Furthermore, if Rick comes to the ring, Charlotte loses the title. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And they're like, well, we shouldn't have brought this up. <laughs> yeah. We've made a very grave error. Yeah. In the ring now, we have Fandango versus Truth. Yeah. With Goldust and Breeze in their corners, respectively. Yeah. And this is setting up for a match that'll be on that week's SmackDown. Truth wins this match. Yeah. This is setting up for a match between Goldango and Gorgeous Truth on that week's episode of SmackDown. Yes. Which typically we don't cover. Nope. But... Seems like a good a time as any. Yeah. They have this match, which is, again, it's an actual tag match, during which Tyler Breeze and Fandango turn on their partners, yeah. respectively, yeah. and start beating the tar out of truth. And it's this just really cool storytelling moment where Goldust gets, like, puts himself on top of truth yeah. to, like, protect him yeah. from this, from this beatdown. Yeah. And you're like... Oh, he does care. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much like it's like why do they not do this on Raw? You know what I mean? Like, well, it really got like it. A, it got the crowd way against uh, Breeze and Fandango, which was sweet. Yeah, and it got the crowd super even more behind this Golden Truth team. Yeah, right. Which was it was really cool. I don't think did they even show it was just a they great didn't even show that clip like on any of these Raws. Like the Raw next week, they didn't show that clip. No, it, it, it was part of the the big Golden Truth montage. Oh, was it? Okay, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was that was it was just a really cool little bit of storytelling. Yeah, we cut mid screaming match to uh, backstage yeah. where Steph shouts Owens into silence because yeah. Owens. It's like we cut backstage and Owens is laying into Steph, <laughs> yeah. and she she shuts him up, and uh, she makes a triple threat. At Extreme Rules, yeah, with Miz and Kevin Owens and Cesaro. Kevin Owens and uh, Cesaro, and uh, Shane is baffled by Steph being nice. Yeah, but then Sami Zayn comes in mm-hmm. at the end, yeah, and he's like, "I deserve to be in this match." Yeah, and they say they make a match between Sami Zayn and the Miz. Yeah, for tonight. And if Zayn wins, then he gets in the then it'll be a, be a fatal four way. Yeah. So yes, 
Um, hey, Paige is still alive. Yeah. I was like, hey, Paige, yeah. you're still here. So it's Paige versus Charlotte with Natty on commentary just crapping on JBL the whole time. Yeah. Paige did a really solid fallaway slam, yep. which, which I thought was nice. Rick shows up, and then Shane comes out. Yeah. And Charlotte is distracted, and Paige wins the match. Yeah. <laughs> Paige wins. Weird Paige has pinned the women's champion. Yeah, because yeah. um, Shane said that Rick sh- shouldn't go down to the ring that night either. Yeah. And he does, and then Shane's like, I wasn't kidding. And, <laughs> yeah. and it becomes a it's whole thing. It's awesome, though. It's like, thing. it's that, that uh, in kayfabe mm-hmm. showing that he's, like, serious about making this a clean fight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like... How usually in wrestling, they're like, ah, oh, you're banned from ringside, and then so-and-so just runs down anyway, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, oh, well, then what's, what's the point? You know, but Shane's like, no. So go. the next match is Sammy versus Miz for Sammy being the Extreme Rules match. Yep. And they name the referee. referee really? Referee John Combe. Huh. Yeah. I Maybe after the prior week, they were like, is it weird that Charles Robinson is the only ref we ever named? Yeah. Should we name other refs? Yeah. They named referee John Combe. I haven't noticed anything since then. Yeah. But then, then I know that this, seems I know this guy's weird. Name, right? Yeah. It's out of nowhere. It's very odd. Huh. Um, Zane wins this match. Yeah. With a halluva kick. Yes. And so, so it will now be a fatal four-way. Yeah. At Extreme Rules. Very excited. I mean, yes. people, Sami Zayn could possibly be the new Daniel Bryan. I don't want to like give him a a stamp, yeah. you know what I mean? But just that, that, that type of wrestler that we can all kind of get behind. Mm-hmm. The everyman, you know? That yeah. kind of plucky underdog. Becky's being interviewed backstage. Yeah. And then, of course, Emma shows up to, yes. to get sort of back and forth, get angry with her. And then, boom, Becky gets attacked by Dana Brooke. Yes. Now up from NXT, yeah. like we said. And this was probably supposed to be leading to a Becky versus Emma match at Extreme Rules. But then Emma had to go out for surgery yes. and then it sort of left... I guess Becky and Dana Brooke, but they probably didn't feel like it was they that feud was ready for yeah. Match I don't know. Rules, maybe they just didn't feel fair. like comfortable like throwing. Dana is not like a big name in the wrestling community. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the only people that would know are people that watch him at NXT. Mm-hmm. The network only has like a million users, right? Yeah. So that's a very small portion of their fan base. Yeah. So I'm assuming they just didn't feel comfortable throwing that match on there. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's good. Yeah. Right. Like that's a good thing. Take, take your time. Take your time make with it. it. Good, yeah, yeah. Make it good. Next is a promo that I am told mm-hmm. was Darren Young's idea and something he's been pushing for for a while. Oh, the Bob Backlund stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Darren Young, with his new life coach. Yeah. Not wrestling coach. Life coach, Bob Backlund. Who's Bob Backlund? Bob Backlund was a wrestler who was was he the WWF world champion? Yeah, for a Even, long time. Yeah, for like way back in like the early 80s. Oh yeah, yeah, like around when like uh, Bruno Sammartino yeah, was yeah, wrestling. Yeah. Maybe it's before then. Is it earlier than then? No. No, around the 80s? I think so. It was like pre-Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then Backlund came back and I remember this distinctly that he had a huge feud with Bret Hart mm-hmm. um, in the 90s and I was like, this was when wrestling was still very real yeah. to me and I remember Backlund and Bret Hart having an I Quit match and Owen Hart convincing Bret's mother to throw in the towel mm. for Bret when he was in, Backlund's finisher was a cross-faced chicken wing which right. is just a submission hold and I remember being crushed when that happened, because Bret Hart was my favorite. Wasn't Bob back? Was Bob Backlund always kind of crazy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was always kind of like. That's how they've used him since then. Like yeah. he's come back a couple times as like a novelty guy. Like, yeah. hey, remember anyone remember Bob Backlund? Yeah. Any? No. Three no? people in the back. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 
you know? But I remember, like, just that, the Bob Backlund from then, from my childhood, I always, like, he kind of weirded me out, and I, like, really hated him. So he, like, I mean, it works, right? But, yeah. I mean, now he's just kind of like what you said, like... He's a crazy old man. Yeah, he's kind of like a Hacksaw Jim Duggan now. Yeah. And so, like, oh, yeah. apparently this is a bit that Darren Young's wanted to do for a while. Really? Which is have, like, this life coach, because they have to make it tangentially relevant to pop culture. It's make Darren Young great again. Yeah. And... <laughs> You know what? I actually kind of liked it. I kind of like it, too. He's the the crazy guy who's going to try and give Darren Young his edge back. Yeah. Now that even though Titus O'Neil is back from being suspended, I guess the primetime players aren't a going concern anymore? I don't think so. Like, it was weird because, like... bums me out because, like, I don't... Like, they were champions. Yeah. They were tag team champions. Yeah. And, like, and they were over. People loved them. Mm -hmm. And then then they they lost the titles. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Gone. Because didn't they, like, Titus turned on Darren Young when they broke up originally. Like, way long ago. Way long ago. But then they reformed as the, that's what I mean, like, they reformed as the primetime players, but then after they lost the title, they just stopped appearing. They lost it to the New Day, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was New Day's first run. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. There's a supremely weird Pizza Hut commercial couched as if it's one of Xavier Woods' Up, Up, Down, Down videos. Yeah. I felt weird about it. Yeah, it was just... Anyway, Ryder is making his case to Shane. Yeah. Zack Ryder. The quote, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. But I don't just want to be here. Yeah. I want to do the thing. Yeah. Owens interrupts, and he's still angry about the Intercontinental title match. Yeah. And so he will have a match versus Zack Ryder uh, on that night. It's so nice seeing, like, a... a uh, a baby face person in power messing with a heel. Yeah. It's such a nice change of pace. Yeah. I love it. I would love to see more of Shane and Kevin Owens. All I wrote down here was there's an interview with the family and then an ellipsis and then I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of whatever. Yeah, it just kind of happens. Like, yeah. I don't even remember what they said. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to remember here. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Lana's suits. Yeah. But the outfit she's wearing tonight at least is not denim. She's no longer yeah. denim Lana. Yeah. Anyway, would, it's, it's it's Matchka time. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Oh yeah. Never mind. That happens in Extreme Rules. Yeah. When they were like saying when they were interviewing them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that. But that's so, so good. It's a match versus uh, Sin Cara. Yeah. Rusev already is the number one contender for the U.S. title. Yeah. So I don't know what this match is supposed to be for. Just it's for just, Rusev to scare it's him, kicking the tar out of yeah. Sin Cara. Just to while Kalisto, Kalisto watches Kalisto. from yeah. from ringside. Yeah. But Sin Cara steals the match. Yeah, which I thought was weird. Very strange. Like, I was like, wait, With, like, what? a roll-up. And yeah. I don't know how Sin Cara would ever have the power to do anything to Rusev. Yeah, I don't know, man. But, well, I mean, like... I mean, Again, we talked about this, right? Yeah. Like, the, the idea that a small guy can't beat a big guy is dumb because yeah. this is wrestling and it's a cartoon. But, yeah. But, you know, it was just sort of weird to be like, oh, hey, Sin Cara won. Nice. Yeah, it's like, good job. Good, right. good for you, buddy. Like, just every now and again, we do need to be reminded, like, regardless of how they were building up Rusev, they were building him up as, like, just this... Godzilla, like what they were doing before, yeah. before he, uh, before WrestleMania, after his loss to Cena, yeah, they make the Rusev was this, this bulldozer, mm-hmm. and they have. I've actually thought that they, I, I mean, I still have two weeks of Raw to watch, yeah, but I feel like, especially at Extreme Rules, they did a really good job of making Rusev great again. Yeah, <laughs> Rusev really yeah. Next, it, oh. you know, before I just didn't care. About Puerto Rico. Now, <laughs> now I actively don't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> if it's full of these guys. Yeah. There's another 
promo for the Shining Star of the Caribbean, Caribbean. Yeah. Puerto Rico. They, whoever they are, <laughs> yeah. you know, they still haven't said, debut next week. Yeah. Cool. But I mean, like we said before, like every one of these promos were like, how are we supposed to react to these guys? Well, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. It'll be Boy, great. do we ever find yeah. out. <laughs> next is a 3v3 elimination tag match. Yes. What is an elimination tag match? Elimination tag match is that when one of your teammates gets pinned, they are sent to the locker room and the match continues until one side is completely eliminated. Yes. yes. So it is the family versus the club. Yeah. Have they, they haven't started using the bloodline yet, have they? No, I don't think no. so. And Uso gets eliminated. Yeah. Then Carl Anderson gets eliminated. Then and the other Uso, Uso gets eliminated. Yeah. And it's 2-1 AJ and Gallows versus Roman. Yes. Roman manages to get Gallows. Yep. So it's 1v1. AJ just goes nuts. Yeah. <laughs> on it, Reigns. Awesome. There's they fight to the outside. Anderson hits comes back and hits Reigns with a chair. Yeah. So it's there's a DQ. And then the Usos attack the club. Reigns looks insane as yeah. he grabs a chair and is about to go after Ganderson. Yeah. But Styles kicks him and he tries to Styles clash Reigns onto a chair. Yeah. But isn't able to pull to, the trigger. To get there. Yeah. And then they just sort of pose with the chair. Yeah. Like I said before, like, Reigns is really good at emoting. Yeah. He's very good at facial expressions. And I be- when, he, when I see him being mad, I actually kind of believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, he looks really pissed off. Yeah. Hmm, you're angry. The Ryder versus Owens match yep. is next. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Obviously, Owens wins, but yeah. Ryder comes out looking very good. Yes. I'm just glad he's doing I'm just stuff. glad he's still in the mix, Me right? Too. Me too. And hopefully, with the brand split, maybe yeah. he'll get more time he's, to shine. He's what the OSW review guys would refer to as my boy. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I like Zack Ryder. Yeah. Cass is backstage being very serious. Yep. And then in the ring is the New Day, joking about the vaudevillains. Yeah. Or the, is it the vaud, the vaudevillians? <laughs> or is it the 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 vavillains? Yeah. The vavil. How do you? They just they joke about the name. Yeah. And they also say they also reference that the vaudevillains harken uh, back to a time that they feel was better. You know, a time when men were men and things to quote the new day were not great for people like us. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Smartphone users. Yeah. <laughs> right? Wait, I actually I loved that. I love that they were like, yeah, yeah, the early 1900s. That's a time we can get behind. <laughs> I, I just I like that they lampshaded it. Mm. It was like, yeah, back when everyone was racist. That was great. That was a great time. Yeah, that was Why awesome. Why do we want to go to that time? Yeah. Uh, it's a match actually with the uh, the New Days versus the Dudleys. Yeah. And the Vaudevillains run in during a trombone solo. Yeah. And F, uh, F up the, the New Day a little bit, allowing Devon to get the pin. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Leading That's the first win the Dudleys have had in a while, too. Yeah. If I think about it, like... Um, leading to more Vaudevillain beatdown on Kofi. Yep. And their finisher, which I've now discovered is called the Whirling Dervish. Yes. Which I is, like it. It's yeah. a terrific name. Great it's, name. It's very in keeping. Yeah. So, the main event... Big Cass versus Chris Jericho. Yeah. I was actually super excited to see this match. So was I. I'm kind of bummed we didn't actually get to see it. Spoilers, we didn't get to see it. (laughs) Because Jericho enters, and then he's doing his thing with the jacket, which is with all the lights. Yeah. And while the lights are out, you can see someone attacks him, takes the jacket, and then puts the jacket on. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, the lights come up, and it's Dean Ambrose. He's now in the ring with the jacket. And uh, it's... It's weird because Big Cass comes out first. Yeah. 
And after the jacket thing happens, I'm like, where did he go? <laughs> he's a big guy. Yeah. How did we lose him? And he's, he's there. He's just sort of at ringside. Yeah. Jericho's freaking out because it's like a $15,000 jacket. Yeah. So he says, which is obviously an inflated number, but, you know, whatever. I wonder how much that jacket actually costs. It's probably legitimately a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. But not $15,000. <laughs> And he's got more than one. Yeah. Right. Cass uh, beats up Jericho and throws him into the ring yeah. for Dean. And Dean hits the dirty deeds. And uh, Jericho sells it like a champ. Yep. And uh, that's that's the end of I'll of give that. Pe- people credit one thing. Like, everybody that's been selling the dirty deeds has been like, I've been Dead. shot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great. And then we cut backstage to Shane and Steph going, laughing at <laughs> Jericho going, $15,000. Man, what an idiot. <laughs> And they're being they're being amiable, and Shane's like, "All right, cool, I'm going to take off." And then Steph looks at the picture of uh, Shane and Vince, and then sort of looks after where after Shane leaving. And initially, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be like the dun dun dun, dun. like her, <laughs> like the crazy eyes." But mm. she she actually looked kind of like she actually looked kind of happy, kind of like okay, we have a functioning family again. Yeah. You know, it was actually kind of nice. Yeah. It could go either way. It could go, and I'm sure that. Eventually, someone will turn on somebody. Yeah. But for now, I I am bought into the idea that Steph, in character, is actually on board with it. Yeah. Like she's actually trying. Yeah. And I think that's good. You know what I mean? It's such a nice change of pace from the Stephanie we've had. Mm-hmm. As great as that Steph is, and as good as she is on the mic, you got to change sometime, right? Yeah. And I think they've, especially these last two episodes, they're really good with it. Yeah. Like just even. And watching Ambrose, like, poker, and she's like, you know, I still got a bit of bite, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I'm trying to be nice, but, but give me, you know. Yeah, come you're, on. You're, you're not helping yourself. Yeah. Monday Night Raw for May 16th. Yes. AJ opens the show. Yeah. Yes. It's, uh talks about the club. It's the club, if that hasn't been mentioned, that it's the club. <laughs> the club. Hashtag the club. Yeah. He talks about how he's, he's, he's headlined the Tokyo Dome yeah. in front of 60,000 people. Yeah. Which is pretty damn good. That's pretty good. But he didn't mention that he was at WrestleMania... 32 in front of 100,000 people. Well, <laughs> so, well, he's, 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 yeah. he's trying to talk about the stuff he's done outside. The I know, but it's just funny that when they mentioned stuff like so, that, I was like, weren't you? So he was the main event at the Tokyo Dome. Okay, so yes. That was, that was okay. cool. Yeah. There's a We Want Rollins chant. Which, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Uh, sorry. AJ, you are phenomenal at lying. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was Roman for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that not clear? <laughs> yeah. Did that that not wasn't AJ across? giving himself a pep talk. And the no. <laughs> AJ, you are phenomenal. No, it was at lying. Roman Reigns says you are phenomenal at lying because uh, he, he doesn't believe. Can you please splice in the actual audio for that? Yes. Okay, thank you. And AJ, you are phenomenal at lying. <laughs> uh, uh, he just, God, it, it's like. <sighs> Do you think he's that heavily scripted? Yeah. Or do you think that, like, he's proven that he can talk? Yeah. I think he just has a lot of trouble. With, I, I, think, I think there's a breakdown somewhere in whoever's writing for him and his ability to, del- to deliver what's being written in the way that they're trying to convey. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, like, somewhere in there is a, is a breakdown of some, something's not working. Yeah. And it's not changing. And we have to, like... 
tater tots. Cut some. We have to cut some slack because a one take. Yeah. Doing it live. Yeah, but I mean, fuck it. Everyone else. <laughs> you know. Even, I know what you mean. Even, like some people are really good at it. Even AJ, who you know we've said has never been known as a promo guy, yeah. has been doing great recently. Yeah. I mean, except for. Well, I mean, people have commented. For, the when, truth is, it isn't what it is. The day we said, or the episode we said that. There was a lot of people like, oh, I really liked his stuff in TNA and stuff yeah. like that. So, I mean, like, I mean, again, it's personal opinion, right? Like, some people like it, some people are like, yeah. oh, it's but, I mean, okay. It's, and again, just to be just to be clear, what we're, we're talking about there is, like, people like Chris Jericho are like, man, Jericho's great in the ring, but, oh, man, he's so awesome on the mic, right? Yeah. AJ Styles is like, it's an amazing ring worker. Yeah. You do, no one talks about his mic yeah. skills, right? It's yeah. Not, it's not like he's known for Yeah, it's like, first, when you say, like, First thing comes to your head when I mention this person's name. Yeah. Like, AJ Styles is like amazing wrestler. Roman claims that the bloodline, they're now the bloodline. <laughs> yeah. is, yes. Is stronger than the club. Yeah. Ganderson comes out. Reigns takes a cheap shot on AJ. Yeah. The bloodline are not the good guys. Yeah. In this. They really are. I aren't. think this is going well. I mean, yeah. this, it's weird, right? Because again, kids especially love the Usos. Yeah. Because they're they're jumpy and they're cool and they're happy and affable and all that stuff. And you know, but they're they're not being good guys. No, they're this, not. Which, they have which I think is super interesting. Yeah, I mean this is a different side of the Usos that we haven't seen for like a year. Mm-hmm. We've just been they've been exactly the way you describe them. Yeah. For the last for as long as I've been watching they've them. They've had basically no character. Yeah. They've just been They've just been doing flippy, jumpy stuff and being happy about it. Yeah. They, they do the haka when they and come being, in. That, that's cool. Not, yeah. not the haka. It's a different... It's, it's a different thing. Different thing. Similar. But, yeah, they're, they're, they, they're the like the kind of guys that, like, oh, we lost. Shucks. Well, at least we tried really hard. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. But now it's like they've got a... I don't know if Gallows and Anderson have brought it out of them, like, as far as workers mm-hmm. talking to each other, but they seem to have more of an edge now. Yeah. Miz and Kevin Owens come out. Yep. And they are going to be ringside yeah. at a match between Sami Zayn and Cesaro. Yeah. During the match, Owens attacks the Miz. Yeah, just like pops at the, <laughs> at, yeah. the, like, at the announce table. Shane comes out, and then Steph comes out, and they change it up so that it's going to be Miz and Cesaro yeah. versus Owens and Zayn yeah. on a team. Yeah. And Owens isn't allowed to leave. Yeah. Apparently this is a problem. This before. is a thing. This he's was... like, I'm not going to be partners with Sami Zayn. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. And if he does that, then he'll be out of the match at Extreme Rules. Well, that was the build-up to uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. Where he was being tagged with like the Miz and uh, God, who else was he being tagged with? I can't remember the other heel in that. He's, maybe it was just the Miz, and he would just walk out on him. Yeah. There's somebody else, but now the name, the name, it's slipping me at the moment, but he would routinely... Stardust? Yeah, Stardust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he would routinely just leave the tag matches. He'd be yeah. like, I'm done here. <laughs> the match eventually falls apart, as you might expect. Mm-hmm. Cesaro and Miz hit their finishers back and forth. Zayn eventually gets the pin. Yeah. Owens takes out Zayn, and so goes life. Yes. And thus the eternal struggle continues. Yes. <laughs> Renee talks to Jericho backstage about what Dean wants, because um, Dean wants to talk to Jericho in the ring. Yeah. And Jericho is expecting an apology for, uh, in, in, in his infinite optimism, is expecting an apology for wrecking his, his jacket. <laughs> Next up, all those Puerto Rico promos. Oh, yeah, here's the payoff. payoff. Yes. The shining star of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, the tag team is called the Shining Stars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's stupid. When it came up on the Titan Tron, I was like, uh, is that what they're going with? Yeah. Because they still haven't said 
their names. Yeah, they haven't said we Primo or Epico. Who they are. Yeah. This is how to completely mishandle a debut. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why no one didn't see this. Yeah. They've been doing this shit for years. Yeah. Because guess what? These two guys come out. We don't know anything about their character. We don't even know their names. Unsurprisingly, as you called it in the previous episode, yeah. nobody cares. It was awkward. Nobody reacted at all. Yeah. They even got, and they haven't done this in ages, they even got local jobbers. Oh, right. It, yeah. was, it was the Shining Stars, Primo and Epico versus... Scott Jackson and Brian <laughs> Kennedy, two local indie North Carolina wrestlers. Yeah. They used to do this a lot, like when Ryback was on his undefeated streak. Yeah. Every week would be like Ryback versus random local guy who doesn't work for the company who you've never heard, yeah. who they'll pay a couple thousand dollars to, to to show up and get shell-shocked by Ryback. Yeah. Right? They used to do this frequently. Yeah. They haven't done it in a very, very long time. When I was growing up, this was all Big Boss Man versus... Some random local guy. Dave Kordetsky. Yeah. (laughs) Or like Mr. Perfect versus Brian Wolf, you know, or something like that. And it's just like... Some dude in trunks. Yes. And so this is... And that guy wouldn't do a single move. Yeah. Very rarely. And they, they come out and they have like a flower... Yeah. And they talk about like the flower and how Puerto Rico is a flower. Mm-hmm. And their in-ring work is fine. It's fine. But holy shit. Their finisher is great. It's what, the, what it? it's the, well, I mean, there was a team in ECW called the Eliminators mm. and their finisher was called the Total Elimination. And one of them does like a back sweep on mm-hmm. their legs and the other one does like a spinning heel kick at the same right, time. Right, right. It's kind of like uh, the Fall of Man by the Ascension. Right, right, right. Except instead of like the elbow, the other guy does like just a kick. Yeah. And yeah. but the crowd doesn't care. No, they just because don't, cause we don't know. After years, years, weeks of promos, they've given us no reason to care about these guys. You imagine years of promos. Years of promos. How mad would you be if it was years of promos and they <laughs> came out mad. to nothing? <laughs> mad. Speaking of which, now we get a, a, a promo for some guy named uh, John Cena. Hmm. Must be new. He'll be returning. Must be nice to just debut on the main time. roster and skip NXT, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John, John Cena is uh, coming back on the Memorial Day episode of Raw. Which yeah. Next episode you know what? Podcast. I'm actually excited to see John Cena back. I'm curious how he will fit in the current dynamic. Yeah. Dean comes out. Jericho wants an apology. Yeah. But that's not what Dean wanted Jericho out there for. No. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Dean is challenging Jericho. To a match at Extreme Rules. But what kind of match, you say? Uh, an ODQ match? No. no. A street fight? No. A Where's Extreme Rules taking place? New Jersey? A New Jersey parking lot brawl or something? Yeah. No. No, no. It's an asylum match. Jesus. When I first heard this, I was just like... What is an asylum match? Well, <laughs> the asylum match was first held in 2016 at Extreme Rules. <laughs> New York, New Jersey. This is a totally new kind of match. Yeah. Uh, it's basically, it's a, it's the steel cage from a steel cage match. Yeah. Except, unlike a steel cage match, the door is locked and you don't... So, in a steel cage match, the cage is there and you win by escaping the cage. Or yeah. you can win by escaping the cage. Yeah. You can pin the guy. Well, it used to be just escaping the cage. Yeah. yeah. Then it was like pinfall submission or escaping the cage. Yeah. Uh, either through the door which gets opened once and then locked forever. It's very confusing. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's a, it's, it's, it's a really stupid rule. Yeah. Or, or climbing over. This match, 
It's only pinfall or submission. You're in the cage. Escaping the cage doesn't do anything. <laughs> and there's a bunch of weird weaponry yeah. hanging from... I'll give you a complete rundown when we get to Extreme Rules. Yeah. Hanging from, from the thing. And the music, when they're lowering the thing in, is so over the top. It's like this... It's like <laughs> Halloween spooky sound effects... Yeah. Like side you know, two of the you, you put, yeah. I was just gonna say, you know, you put in your like your deck player, and then you like during Halloween, kids come trick or treating yeah. or something. You've got it like sitting behind, and you got like a bowl full of grapes, and you're like, oh, and these are the witch's eyes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, I mean, even a lot of people, even skipping forward a little bit to Extreme Rules, a lot of people did not like this match. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked it, I which like I will too. explain to you yeah. for different reasons other than it was a good wrestling match. Yeah. But uh, when they announced it, I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> it's that look where you're like, weird. That could be dumb. Yeah. It sounds dumb. Yeah. It sounded dumb. Because this, this follows on an episode of SmackDown where Chris Jericho attacked Dean Ambrose and put him in a straitjacket. Yes. Because he's so crazy. I think they did it even on. Was there any episodes of Raw where he had it? Or no. was it just SmackDown? Yeah, it was just SmackDown. Because in the SmackDown after this, uh, Jericho had a security detail, and then one of them got in the ring with him and took off his wig and beard, and it was Ambrose. Oh. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. We see Dana Brooke and Becky walking to the ring in sort of like the backstage split screen. Yeah, that's right? what it is. Okay. Yeah. And then it goes to just the shot of Dana and this t- guy backstage, like some random dude who cannot act no. to save his life, tries to hit on Dana and she she shoots him down. But he's he's like, hey there, baby. Like, <laughs> whew. hello, female. Like you can get some someone who can deliver lines. Anyway, yeah. they have a match. Dana and Becky, Emma, they now announce that Emma's sidelined with an injury. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Dana just barely wins. Yeah. And that's the match. That's so the match. Nothing mm-hmm. really happens there. There's another Darren Young, Bob Backlund segment. Yeah. Uh, he's old and doesn't understand what a smartphone is. <laughs> yeah. Shane and Steph are backstage being amiable. Yep. The Dudleys come in. They they want to have a match just to, you know, show off. I This, this I find actually hilarious because I don't know who backstage is making fun of who. <laughs> because... The Dudleys yeah. are like, yeah, we just want to have, you know, like a tune-up match. Like, just, you know, find us some local jobbers or whatever. <laughs> and Shane and Steph say, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> Didn't they just When that? three segments prior, they did that. Yeah. And so I don't know who's <laughs> making fun of who here, but <laughs> someone just got savagely wrecked. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. But anyway, they say, no, you idiots. One of you has to have a real match. So one of you gets to fight Big Cass. Yeah. So there's that. Oh we have a retrospective. Oh, this the story is so good. Of the golden truth. Yeah. I loved this. It's so weird. Yeah. And it's played for laughs, but played seriously. And yeah. it's, it's great. Yeah. It's this loving montage yeah. of the story of golden truth culminating in... Yeah, the that that bit on on SmackDown. They finally debut with their own outfits and their own intro and title yeah. and everything. Our truth gets a rap again, and, and Goldust stands around real awkwardly, saying "What's up?" And the crowd is into it. Yeah, it was so great. into it. Yeah, Bre- Breeze Hongo, Breeze, yeah. come out. <laughs> JBL talks about making a bigger comeback than Jon Snow, which is like, dude, <laughs> yeah. This is Monday night. <laughs> this is the next night. 
No one, JBL doesn't know what a spoiler warning is. But I am Groot. <laughs> but <he's> Groot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The match doesn't go well for the Golden Truth. No, they lose. They sort of take each other out. Yeah. Because they don't, they have <laughs> But gel. this is great! This yeah, is this, this is awesome! They, yeah. they, you know... Uh, backstage, uh, Goldust is like, "Oh, this isn't gonna work. We just, we, you know, we have no chemistry." And Truth is like, "No, no, no. It's like we, you know, we, we just need to gel more. Like the the WWE universe wants the Golden Truth, and you can hear the arena cheering for it. Yeah. And they do. The the, the awesome. universe does want the Golden Truth. And I'm just it's funny how when you working. do a storyline right, yeah, and people just like will get behind it regardless." Of some, if, if some of the segments fall flat, you know, mm-hmm. like we have an actual story that we've been following for the last, like, what, four months? Something like Three, that. Three, four yeah. months, something like Just that. Just little bits here and there. Yeah. The New Day want to understand oh my God, this is so the villains better. <laughs> so Xavier Woods has <laughs> yeah. built a time machine. He and Kofi are adamant that this is a time machine. <laughs> yeah. Big E is adamant that this, <laughs> this is a refrigerator <laughs> box with a bunch of shit glued to it. <laughs> Xavier Woods is like, no man, it's a time machine. He's like, it categorically is not a time machine. <laughs> I just love that Biggie is He's completely like, sandbagging. This. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, and rather than detracting from it, it just makes yeah, it so much better. This is the new Daylorian. Yeah, and the <laughs> so they go in they right, go in. and then they the come out. Wibbly, yeah. just Kofi comes out. Yeah. To his old music, yeah, the like the SOS. Yeah. And he comes out and he's like, "Hey, it's Kofi Kingston!" Boom, boom, He's doing like the boom, boom thing, yeah. and they try to grab him and pull him back, and he's like, "No, no, it's 2009. This is my best year. Yeah. Leave me here." <laughs> Wasn't that what that story you told me about how yeah. Vince wrestled him and yeah. then, yeah, he got that push against Randy Orton and stuff? That's sweet. amazing. They did this. Yeah. They did this that made that funnier for me because oh, yeah. like I wasn't watching wrestling and I was like, oh, Graham talked about yeah. that. Yeah, okay. They did this angle where um, uh, Randy was friends with some of the NASCAR driver yeah. and Randy got given like a NASCAR. Yeah. Like this with like the custom paint job, <laughs> like the Viper and everything. And they did this bit where Kofi, this is after Kofi dropped the accent, where he's backstage and like Randy's in the ring and then you get one of those like, hey Randy, guess what? And Randy's like, who? <laughs> you know, I'm backstage with your car and oh, I have all this paint. And he just like chucks a bunch of paint over Randy's new car and Randy like loses his mind in the ring and they, they were, you know, I miss Randy Orton. He'll be back, I assume. Isn't it neck surgery? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So they come back out yeah, of the like, New DeLorean, and it's yeah. black and white, and they yeah. have mustaches. Oh, yeah. And they have a box of derriere squares. <laughs> they have a, one of those grab, like the phones. Yeah. And he's like, no, my smartphone. <laughs> and then Xavier was like, there's no video games! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's pretty great. It's awesome. Uh, the Vaude villains come, come out, out and yeah. attack the New Day and beat and, them down. And break, smash the refrigerator, sorry, the New Day Lorian apart. <laughs> and uh, it's great. Yeah. I just, the whole segment was awesome. It was really the good. The 2009 joke was just perfect. Just, no, leave me it here. Was it was my, my best, best year. year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next is uh, a tag match that, if I'm honest, doesn't really interest me. It's it's Gallows and Anderson versus the Usos. Oh yeah, we've and, seen it like so many times. Yeah, and it's because they've been doing all those three on three matches, and the Usos are fine. They're fun to watch. Yeah, and Gallows and Anderson are sweet. But I'm just like, oh, I legit don't care who wins this match because it's not going to have any effect on anything. Yeah, it seems weird that they have all these tag teams now, mm-hmm. 
And they're still just throwing these two at each other, especially when they're fighting at Extreme Rules. Especially because, and this isn't just a tag match, it's a tag match with AJ and Reigns at ringside. Yeah, there's this really weird, is this the moment where one of the Usos is outside and he's like, I got my eyes on you, AJ. And then Uso turns around and gets kicked by Gallows. I think so. And then the, the commentary team was like, oh, AJ distracted him. It was like, no. no. The Uso was threatening AJ and said, hey, I got my well, eyes yeah, on you. The Usos, so well, yeah, because eventually the Usos win. <laughs> yeah. And Reigns is being a big dick about it. Yeah. And walks towards AJ. So then Gallows attacks Reigns from behind mm-hmm. and leaves the ring clears and there's AJ alone with a chair again. Yeah. And he goes to hits. He's like, you know what? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's finally broken. He's like, Fine, and he goes to hits Reigns with the chair, but Reigns catches him with an uppercut. Yeah, beats up AJ. It's attacked by Gallows again. Superman punches Anderson and Gallows, and then AJ finally gets Reigns with the chair, and Styles clashes him onto the chair. Yeah, and that's the sort of the go home for that match. Yeah, at, at uh, Extreme Rules, but very, the actual match part was very weird. Yeah, uh, Big Cass has a brief match against Devon. Yeah, wins that one. Yep. Yep. Kalisto versus Del Rio. Yeah. Sort of weirdly, randomly. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're just sort of, we really are redoing the Rey Mysterio storyline. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Del Rio seems lost at the moment. Yeah. Um, really doing anything. <laughs> JBL and Byron. So JBL, you know how JBL likes to call Del Rio Mexico's greatest export? Yeah. Byron, I think it's Byron, says, I know a lot of people in Mexico, John, and Kalisto's a big star there. <laughs> just like, Kalisto's... Cool too, John. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Byron. Whatever. Cut to my girlfriend in Canada. You cut to Sinkara watching the match backstage. Like you frequently have, you'll have like it'll cut to someone watching on a monitor backstage. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, hey, look, Sinkara's watching the match, and nothing happens. This time, something happened. Yeah. Rusev happened. Yeah. Yeah. Rusev beats up Sinkara backstage. Yeah. And Kalisto in the ring. Yeah. Punishes Del Rio for the whistling. Yeah! Because he's, he's hanging off the thing, and yeah. Del Rio goes up, and he's like, yeah. you know, because he's about to do the stomp, and Kalisto just kicks him. Yeah. It's like, if you're it's in awesome. a grandstand, I'm just going to... Yeah. Rusev kicks Hinkara all the way down to the ring, <laughs> and then puts Kalisto in the accolade. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, they're just still doing... They're working very hard at making Rusev mm-hmm. this big, mean Bulgarian brute again. And then we have... This is a weird sort of final segment for the show. Yeah. Shane and Steph are just sort of being great. Yeah. Rick comes out, introduces Charlotte. Natty comes out, rips on Charlotte. Yep. Rick bees insane. Yeah. Like, he starts doing, like, the taking off his jacket and, like, you know, just sort just of, like, going nuts. Out. Yeah. And then Raw is over. Yeah, that was it. It was just, like... <laughs> it was very strange. What did I just watch? I don't know. Yeah. It was very, very odd. Yeah. So... I mean, I didn't exactly have the highest of hopes heading into Extreme Rules. Yeah. From a storyline perspective, like, yeah. I didn't think anything was going to... There wasn't going to be any, like, advancing. There was also no, like... Extreme Rules used to be the time when they would, like, sort of put out, like, the, the sweet matches, you know? Yeah. And, like, they'd be like, well, th- you know, this is our time to actually have, you know, crazy matches. Yeah. And apart from the potential of the Asylum match, I was like... The only thing that an Extreme Rules match is going to have, as far as AJ and Reigns is concerned, is that the Usos and Ganderson are going to get involved. Pretty much. Uh, 
there's a fatal four-way, which is not extreme. There's a submission match, which is like the least extreme stipulation <laughs> you could have. Yeah. Um, you know, so from from the selling point of the extreme rules as a pay-per-view, I was yeah. like, was, eh. yeah. But yeah. there was some good stuff. The, the kickoff show, just very, very briefly, the Dudleys come out and talk for a bit. Yeah. Big Cass comes out and gives them food-based smack talk. Yeah. Just all sort of food puns, basically. Yeah. I don't know if talking down to ECW is going to endear you to ECW's marks, but that's fine. He sort of rips on them for ECW stuff. Yeah. And there's no match. They just talk. Yeah. And And there is one match on the kickoff show, which is Corbin uh, Corbin and Ziggler again. Yeah. Uh, They fight for a bit. Uh, The ending comes when Corbin gives Ziggler just a monstrous low blow. Like, it looks like... I thought he really hit him. Yeah. Because it looks bad. Yeah. And then low blow, and then an end of days, and Corbin wins. Mm -hmm. So I thought... I'm, I thought that, that was the end. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they wrestled again. What? The, why? In these last two weeks, okay. I don't know. Maybe they're just like working together. I don't know, man. But I wanted to touch on the Rusev Lana interview segment because oh, it yeah, was yeah. So, so this is good. during the kickoff show. Multiple yeah. times they go back to the social media lounge. Yeah. Where it's Ask Rusev. <laughs> yeah. And and he's like, <laughs> at one point, I can't remember who's the guy who does the interviews. Uh, it, God, I can't remember his it's name. It's not Tom Phillips this time. No. Is it? I think it is Tom Phillips. Oh, Tom Phillips again? Yeah. Because he wasn't there for payback. I think it, it is was, him. I'm not sure. Anyway. But Rusev, he's like, I got three questions for a year. And Rusev's like, start with the third one. <laughs> and then at one point they ask, one of the questions is, what does Matchka mean? And they just tear into the Americans and how, like, you have Google, open a book, <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> like, please. Do something. Stupid American. Yeah. It's pretty great. I just loved it. And uh-huh. Rusev didn't really wasn't really talking with an accent. Yeah. Which I found kind of weird, but I was like, oh. There was a bit <clears throat> I think I told you about this. There was a bit a while ago, like a year and a half ago, where there was an episode of Raw that like half the half the performers didn't make it to because of crazy snowstorms. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that one. Yeah. And <clears throat> that was the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar buildup. Right, right. <clears throat> Lana posted to her Instagram uh, in character. Um uh, because they'd been snowed in wherever they were. Yeah. Just basically being like, you know, stupid Americans that this much snow will put you out of, like, will make things stop working. Back in Russia, we had, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was just really good. That's awesome. And now, live from Newark, New Jersey, presented by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, yeah. it's Extreme Rules. Yeah. The hype video is all about how we make our own rules, which is thematically confusing. Yes. It's just sort of weird. It's like, it's not... Extreme rules is meant to be that it's there matches no, are extreme. Yeah, <clears throat> there's no rules, but this is about there are rules, but you but break we, the rules and you make your own rules. Yeah, but then then the rules that you make are extreme rules. Who watches the Watchmen, Graham? <laughs> Michael Cole, JBL, Byron Saxon at ringside. Yep. Spanish announce table, German announce table, and the cavalcade of other languages. Yeah, uh, off to the side. This is just like this year, right? Yeah, like this they, is new thing. they this do like the, the big. Panning, yeah. like never-ending announcement. And then we get, always get to see Funaki, which I'm always psyched about. Yeah, Funaki. Yeah, like so opening. Opening is the Usos yep. versus the club in yep. a Tornado Tag Team match. Got it. Tornado Tag Match is so old school. Yeah. I loved it. I, yeah. I, I would like to see more of these. Yeah. Uh, it's What a Tornado Tag Team match is, is it's just a two-on-two match. Yeah. It's just all four men. It's, it's two teams of two. All four men are legal at yeah. all times. Yeah. 
So it's just a, it's just a fight. It's just a fight. Yeah, it's just it's a, great. It's RL Slobbernacle. JBL notes that people are booing the Usos because of their association with Roman Reigns. Does he? He says that out loud. That people have started to boo the Usos because they're buddies with Reigns and people boo Reigns. But we're not booing Reigns, we're cheering Reigns, right? We're just no, messing no, with the... No, yeah. remember that some people some people like to boo Reigns because yeah, he's a divisive champion. But I mean, like, even the one time he said, we this crowd, they boo people they like to cheer yeah. and cheer people they like to boo. <laughs> I don't know. This, by the way... Yeah. In contrast with the with the uh, match from the previous Raw, I'm much more into this match. I don't know what it is. It's they're just, they're just putting on a really good show. Dude, Gallows and Anderson look like absolute monsters oh, in this yeah. match. This is a sweet match. There's a apron boot of doom where yeah. uh, Anderson jumps off the apron onto mm-hmm. the outside. Um, they get Jay isolated for most of the match, yeah. and Anderson murders him in the corner with like this running kick. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a killer, a nice little spine buster by Carl Anderson, which is like throwback to Arn Anderson. It's the same way he did his. Which, all of this, by the way, speaking of JBL, uh, does this seem, uh, what's happening to the Usos? Yeah. Does this seem fun to you? Like, do you mean in the terms of them getting beat up? Yeah. No. Does that seem like it would be fun? No. No. So why does JBL, is, why is he adamant that the Usos are just having fun? <laughs> why does he keep saying, they're just having fun, Michael? Uh, why does he keep saying that they're, it completely denudes the, man. like, the, the threat of the match when yeah. he's like, the Usos are out here having fun. I'm like, no, they're not. They're getting their ass kicked. And even when they have the upper hand in this match, it's still hard. Yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> Good though. Yeah. Gallows grabs the ring bell. Yeah. Calling for uh, uh, right Uso, Jimmy, yeah. to get back up. Yeah. Because he wants to hit him with the bell. But then he gets super kicked. Yeah. And they go to the, uh, Jimmy goes to the top rope to do a top rope maneuver. Gallows rolls out of the way with the bell still, rolls off the bell. Yeah. Jimmy lands on the bell. Yeah. And then they, he's so winded from that that they hit him with the magic killer. Yeah. And they get the one, two, three. Ball game. Gallows Anderson win. Yep. Solid man. It was a great. Oh God! I even said it on Twitter. <clears throat> I love how intense Luke Gallows is in that ring. Mm. Just the way he handles himself and the way he's screaming, and he's just like, man, that guy really wants to hurt somebody. And then Anderson was just a force of nature in that ring. Just he's athletic and he moves well. And I believed that they were in a fight. Yeah, yeah, it's really, great. Really good. I'm so excited for these guys moving forward. Going into the. Kalisto-Rusev match for the U.S. title. Yeah. Apparently, Rusev strained Kalisto's back by doing the accolade. Uh, kayfabe or for real? Uh, kayfabe. Okay. But uh, like apparently, yeah. the, the storyline is that uh, Kalisto's strained his back. Yeah. Lana gets to announce Rusev again, yeah. which is nice. That's great. So she, she announces the, the Bulgarian brute. Yep. Uh, at one point, Kalisto actually, without really ducking <clears throat> that much, gets under one of Rusev's like spin kicks, yeah, which is impressive that it like Kalisto's agility, but also Rusev's flexibility that his leg can go high enough that Kalisto can just sort of whoop, just yeah. whoop underneath it. Which I Rusev really is very athletic, like he's yeah. for a big guy. Yeah, there's actually a part in the beginning of this match where Rusev just swat. Kalisto goes for that little corkscrew thing, mm-hmm. and Rusev just swats him out of the air. <laughs> he's just like, no, <laughs> this is like a classic speed versus power match. Mm-hmm. Um, He's doing a lot of kicking Rusev in the legs yeah. to try and slow him down. Yeah, 
Rusev puts him in the rack. Yeah, I wrote that here. I was like, hold, torture rack! I was like, holds him there to yeah. work the back. Yeah. But Kalisto manages to They name-dropped Lex Luger. Yeah. I was like, oh, Which good. Was weird. Yeah. Uh, Kalisto managed to slip down and turn it into a sleeper hold. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. Yeah. And then what was it that actually... What happened that necessitated the... Because, again, this was a storyline injury, but yeah. what necessitated the medical official okay, coming so, to check on Kalista? Well, first, it, the match kind of goes on, and at one point, Rusev slams Kalisto onto the apron. Mm. And that's what triggers, like, the back injury. Mm. And he's he slams him on the apron, and the ref's like, yo, get back, get back. Like, I thought... I, they, I was believing it. I was like, holy shit, is he actually hurt? Well, because one pay-per-view <clears throat> ago, we saw the medical staff come out to, to yeah. talk to Enzo, right? And Rusev keeps on trying to go over and, like, kicking him. And the ref's like, no, man. Like, come on, dude. I'm trying... He's hurt. Like, but, I mean, in, in kayfabe. And Rusev just won't give up. And he finally, he drags... Uh, Kalisto into the ring. This is while the ref and the medical professional yeah. are examining Kalisto. Yeah. Grabs him and drags him in. Yeah. And then he gives him a big old stomp on the back and then gives him the worst accolade I've ever seen. Yeah. Like He puts him in the accolade and it just, just goes rolls backwards. backwards. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Kalisto has no choice. Yeah, he, he has, has to tap, tap out. And we have a new U.S. champion. Yeah, Rusev with the win. Actually, before this pay-per-view, I, I actually called no title changes. No. Oh. Yeah. But uh, been wrong. yeah, but this made I loved this ending. Yeah, it was intense. I was actually like, "Holy shit, is he actually hurt?" Like mm-hmm. I was actually like, "Oh my god, stop, man!" <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I actually I believed it. Yeah, it was great. Rusev is back. Sweet. Yeah. Next is the tag team championship match. Yeah. No stipulations, just tag team championship match. Yeah. The new day defending against the Vaude villains. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Woods makes a Hamilton reference. Yeah. About his shot. Big E is holding. Farm implements, because they're about, what farm implements, Graham? Well, they're hoes, as, as it happens. Yeah, because they're about to bury two hoes in New Jersey. Yeah. I named one of them. What is he? One of them is named Aiden English, and the other one is named Simon Gotch. Yeah. And we are going to bury two hoes in the ground. Gotch and English, by the way, look awesome. They're, yeah, their 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 outfits for this pay per view are different from Payback. And yeah, they're they're super sweet. Yeah, this I found really interesting. Yeah. Kofi is sitting this one out. Yeah. It is Big E and Xavier Xavier Woods. Now, the reason I find this interesting is because this is New Day's first title defense in months. Yeah. Because they they weren't defending at Mania, right? Yeah, no. This is their first actual title defense in a very long time. And Wait, no, well, they defended against uh, Y2AJ. Uh, on Raw? Yeah. yeah. Like after WrestleMania. No, 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 it wasn't. That was before WrestleMania. Never mind. You're right. a couple Raws before WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm not even thinking right. Okay, yeah. In sort of in storyline, now we've talked before about how Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed, aka mm-hmm. Consequences Creed, uh, is a really good wrestler. Yeah. But in storyline, as far as the New Day is concerned, he is positioned as the weakest. Yeah. You know, he's he's the mouth. Yeah. Right. And Biggie is the power, and Kofi is the agility, and mm-hmm. Xavier Woods, while competent, yeah. is positioned as the weakest of the three. Yeah. And so it is curious to me that they are putting him. In, in their first title defense in a very, very long time. Yeah. So I don't know what that says if they're trying to go with something for it, but... Do you think that's reading too far into it? I think maybe. I think it's weird that yeah. they made that choice. Like, I think it would be reading too too much into it to make an assertion like, because the New Day doesn't consider the villains a real threat. Okay. Right? I think that would be going maybe a little too far, but yeah, I think yeah. it's at least curious to note yeah. that it is Xavier Woods and, okay. and Big E. There's actually, right off the bat... 
Xavier Woods does is like Hadouken when he hits. Uh, I think it's Aiden English or yeah. Simon. I think it's English. And Byron Saxton on commentary goes, "Geez, he's downright fierce." Oh, <laughs> oh, Byron! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Byron's been on up, up, down, down a couple times. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Good job, Byron. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. I popped pretty hard. Real, like, oh man! Real quick for the for the non fighting game people at home. Uh, the motion for the Hadouken, which is generally the fireball, is you hold down and then you roll the stick right and then press one of the punches. But fierce is one of the buttons. Fierce punch. So downright fierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call me Hadouken because I'm downright, downright fierce. fierce. <laughs> I'm also single, ladies. <laughs> Props, by the way, to Aiden English for yeah. making it look believable that he has a shot against Big E. Yeah. Because he's... Aiden's not a small dude. He's not small, but he's wiry. Yeah. And Big E is the size of a house. Yes. Right? And it's not like the Kalisto Rusev thing where Kalisto's like, I gotta use my speed and agility. Yeah. Like, Aiden English is just like, no, we're fighting. Yeah. <laughs> And it's great. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. Big E hits a couple belly to bellies. Mm -hmm. Booty to bellies. Booty to bellies. <laughs> and a big splash to Aiden English. Gotch has a, a, a moment where he just throws Big E into the steps, and it just always looks impressive. Because mm. Big E is just so big. You know, yeah. His name's Big E. <laughs> but when, he, when you throw that much meat yeah. into steel steps, it just, like, the sound it makes and everything is great. Um, Woods actually kicked out of the Whirling Dervish. Yeah. Which I was like, whoa, because I think they made a point of mentioning that nobody is kicked out of it mm -hmm. leading up to this match. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember. And not only that, mm -hmm. Woods gets the pin. Yeah, because Kofi kicks Gotch yeah. in the head, which I was like, man, I'm still okay with the New Day cheating. It's like strength yeah. in numbers, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, man, there's three of us. What do you expect? <laughs> so when I, when I said earlier, you know, it's interesting they put... They put him in because he's like storyline the weakest. Yeah. This match has established Woods as just as much of a competitor as, yeah. as the other two. And Woods does like this running knee kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like what Daniel Bryan used to do, but just the opponents on the ground. Yeah. So yeah. New Day retains to the surprise of no one. <laughs> um, I didn't I was hope I was actually hoping maybe the VOD villains would win, but I can see why they didn't. Yeah. Just because it might be a like, too early for the, it's too the early villains. for yeah the vaude villains I think they but, need more time to for people to hate them yeah you know they need to really but play New up Day that definitely doesn't need the titles at this point oh god no they no. need it for part of their chant yeah but, that's yeah. pretty much it uh, but imagine though they're gonna lose it eventually yeah and then they'll get it back and when they get the titles back yeah. and then get to do that chant again. It's yeah. going to pop huge. Yeah. The first time they get to actually do that again, yeah. it's going to be great. Backstage, Renee Young asks AJ about Gallows and Anderson, and he's super annoyed at the question. He's just like, have we not been over this yeah. before? Like, yeah. it's great. come on. Come on, man. Which I, I, I thought was great. Yeah, because it's very rare that, like, wrestlers acknowledge that. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. like, look, we've talked, we just spent three weeks mm -hmm. talking about this, can't we? Move on to something yeah. else. They're usually like, well, because especially for like a, because AJ's ostensibly been like the, the baby face of this yeah. situation. They're always like, well, I'll answer your, all your questions and never snap at you or anything like that. So next up, one of the two matches of the night. Yeah. <laughs> the fatal four-way for the Intercontinental title. God. Kevin Owens, Cesaro, yeah. Sami Zayn, and The Miz. Yeah. I like, by the way, that they have Cesaro as a buffer. 
between like Kevin Owens comes out first, yeah. then Cesaro, yeah. then, then Sami Zayn, because you know <laughs> they're if left they in was the ring. Like Owens and then Zayn, it'd just be a fight. Yeah, I love this so much. The beginning of the match, the, yeah. they're all in, they're each in four corners. <laughs> the bell rings and Sami Zayn just goes wham, <laughs> yeah. just tears across the ring, haluva kick to Owens, yeah, bang, and he falls out of the ring. Yeah, and Miz and Cesaro are just like. Yeah, the look on their faces was great. What the hell just happened? Because <laughs> you know how like we all look at Sammy and he's kind of played off as like, oh, he never wins the big one. He doesn't yeah. really have much of a mean streak. And yeah. Kevin beat him. But then he, he does this and they're both kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then, then they both sort of throw the Miz out as well. And the yeah. first several minutes of the match are Cesaro, Cesaro versus Zayn. Yeah. And Cesaro does like, Eight or nine of those kip ups, like oh, in a row. Oh, oh. Man's a freaking nature. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. At one point later on, after Owens is conscious again, yeah. Cesaro is outside the ring <coughs> and he keeps trying to get back in. Yeah. And he comes to try and get in and Owens kicks him back out. Yeah. And then fights with Zane a little bit more. And then Cesaro tries to get back in and Owens throws Zane at Cesaro yeah. and knocks him back out. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, no, you don't get to come back in the ring. There's uh, one point in this match where JPL. As Byron, if you were on life support, I'd unplug you and charge my iPhone. <laughs> I can't remember wow. what the context was. But I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Wow, that's hateful. Love it. Yeah. Also, speaking of commentary, there's, uh, Cesaro does an exploder suplex on two guys. Yeah. And Cole sort of ribs JBL for, because you remember when uh, my Cole called the last plex? At, yeah, I think it was Mania. Yeah, and JBL was like, "Yeah, it's an exploder suplex." And Cole yeah. was like, "Yeah, <laughs> it is." Yeah, just like astonished that JBL would have actual play-by-play insight. Yeah, and so he's like, "Oh, that that was an exploder suplex, wasn't it, JBL?" And yeah. JBL's like, "Yeah, it was." I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like sort of ribbing on JBL a little bit. There's a, a point where Kevin Owens is taunting Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. and he's like, "That's my title," and Sami goes to just take a punch at him he just looks so like beat up defeated oh, i thought it was great um there's a triple the triple suplex spot that yeah. they've been doing like every match yeah but it still always looks impressive it it, it this is the superplex with yeah everybody? where where they're going to it where, felt really earned this time because yeah. owens have been up there for a while yeah they were doing this thing where they were all trying to get at owens yeah and owens was kind of like fighting them all off one at a time and then they were finally like okay we both need to go up there at the same time so sammy and miz went up there and then cesaro, cesaro comes like, in <laughs> and then there's this huge superplex yeah down i i i feel like the we talk about like some stuff that's Contrived, but it's okay because it's wrestling. Yeah, and then this is totally personally on me. Yeah, I find the uppercut train a little too contrived. Really? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. The Do you can- find like the cannonball thing contrived? The, the Cannonball Express similar, but less. Maybe a little less. Did so, we say last but- week about Cannonball Run? We should call it Cannibal Run, oh, like the good. Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they call it the Cannibal Express. Yeah, I, I'm, su- I'm surprised they didn't call it Cannibal Run, but maybe it's copyright. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I, in my head, head cannon, it's Cannonball Run. Yeah. So. But you know they're they're sweet. They're, they're yeah. They're it's just a little too contrived. It's a reason but, for eh. the crowd to go. Oh, whoa, oh, hey. uh, Cesaro gets twenty spins on the Miz. Yep. And Miz hits the skull crushing finale. Yo, I thought it was over. Oh yeah, me yeah. too. There were so many times in this match. This match is very good. Yes. And there were so many times because I watch on my computer mm-hmm. and I have headphones on and there was. 
three or four times in this match, especially near the end, where I was just like, I threw my headphones off because I thought it was over. Like, you do that thing where you sit up and you're like, no, oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was one of those. And what I loved is that it, it wasn't, but the announcers made a big deal yeah. about kicking out of the skull-crushing finale. They're yeah. like, oh my god! Yeah. That was amazing! Yeah. He's won so many matches with this move. Yeah. Making finishers great again. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I know that's a soft, a sore spot for a lot of the community. Yeah. In making finishers like great again. I'm in favor of it. I think yeah. it's good. I I don't want to see a match where it's just dudes do their finishers yeah. eight times back and forth. I want because otherwise, what's the point it, of having a finisher? Otherwise, it's not a finisher. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a move. You can still kick out of them. Yeah. Witnessed here, but you know, like we keep talking about how cool it is when people sell the dirty deeds, right? Yeah. That it's like you know the if you. Hit your finisher. You know it should it it shouldn't be like oh cool he hit that move that he does. It should be like oh this could seriously be it. Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be, but yeah. play it up. But like I think the, the success rate on the skull crushing finale is very high. It is high. Yeah. yeah. Miz for his part taps out while in the sharpshooter. Yeah. But the ref doesn't see it because the ref is dealing with Maurice. Yeah. Which is pretty oh, great. And because he taps out and Cesaro lets him go. Yeah. Bad Cesaro, you gotta wait for the bell. Because <laughs> yeah. he sees Miz tapping and goes, Great, I won the match, and stands up and lets Miz go, and then goes, Wait, what happened? Oh, yeah. What was, was, was the bell? Yeah. <laughs> I won the match just now. I'm the winner. And the ref's like, No, I didn't see anything. Uh. <sighs> Owens, so <laughs> Cesaro grabs Miz again oh, yeah. to try and spin him again. Yeah. And Miz grabs the rope. Yeah. So he, Cesaro has Miz sort of elevated off the ground. Owens jumps in from the corner, yeah. frog splash onto the elevated Miz. Jesus, yeah. Zayn breaks up a pin yeah. now by re- reaching in and grabbing. Sammy barely misses out on getting a win by pinfall yeah, and, because of Kevin Owens. And so just goes nuts on Owens. Yeah. just He he forgets about the match and just goes nuts on Owens. Um, we forgot to mention the Sammy Zayn cesaro sunset flip spot. Yes. With that flipping powerbomb thing right. that they do. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. looks amazing. Because that's the thing is that Miz... Gets the pin yeah. on Cesaro, but Zayn is the one that knocks Cesaro down. Yeah. Zayn had the match won. Yeah. And Zayn got pulled out of the ring by Owens yeah. and was so incest. Incensed. With, incensed? Yeah. Sorry. Don't incensed. Worry he was so incest, you guys. <laughs> so incensed. But he just hates Owens so much yeah. that it cost him the match because Miz came in and took the pin. I think it was the Huluva kick. Yeah. Yeah, that he hit on Cesaro. Yeah. So Miz retains, which I am completely fine with. Totally fine. And I love how Sammy and Owens both lost it because they hate each other mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, it's great. They will fight forever. They're like Batman and Joker. Yeah. Like, just forever. It's a really They're, good storytelling. Yeah. And now it's time for what I can only assume will be a complete shit show. Yeah. It's the Asylum match between... Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho as a steel cage, a black steel cage, yeah. lowers into the arena, hanging from it the following items. A pair of nunchucks, yeah. a potted plant, yep. a straight jacket, yep. fire extinguisher, yep. a kendo stick, a two-by-four wrapped in barbed wire, a leather strap, and a mop and bucket. <laughs> you know, all the things you would find <laughs> in an asylum. <laughs> yeah. Nunchucks. Mm. Okay. Oh, no, we have to lock the mop and bucket behind closed doors if the inmates get them. It's just... (laughs) Apparently, say the announcers, Jericho has been in every other kind of gimmick match. 
Oh yeah. They just sort of mention they're they don't list them, but you know, yeah. th- things like Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing, Hell in a Cell, Cell. Elimination Chamber, normal steel cage matches. Has he been in an Inferno match? I don't know. Ooh, what about a Punjabi prison? <laughs> yeah. There was only one of those. Uh, there was two. There was two? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> I think Undertaker was in one of those. Yeah. He and was, Batista was in the other one? I think that's who it was. Yeah. Wait, wasn't there a Punjabi prison match that Greg Kali got injured and had to be replaced in? Oh, I have no idea. Dude, I don't know. It's dumb. Anyway, this is equally stupid, but hey, it could be could be interesting. Yeah. The, the match starts, Jericho immediately goes for the door. Yeah. But Didn't it look like Jericho just took his shirt off before he came out to fight? Yeah. He's wearing, like, jeans and... Yeah, well, he doesn't have his cool jacket anymore. Yeah. Like, he doesn't do that. that <clears throat> yeah. And he, he, he's really selling the fact that he does not like this. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> this is a mistake. Yeah. He's, like, looking around. So, yeah, Jericho immediately goes for the door, but it's locked, like we said. Uh, they, get the, uh, they get the mop down. Yeah. JBL referencing Perry Saturn. Which I popped a little bit for. Why, why, why the mop with Perry Saturn? Because Perry Saturn, what was the name of the mop? Oh, God, the mop had a it was, name. It, it was a gimmick that Perry Saturn had because, I guess, he had brain damage. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. And the, the mop had a name, and I can't remember. It was in WWF. It was WWF at the right. time still. And it was shortly after, like, Eddie and Chris, sorry, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit and then went on to, like, other stuff. And then Dean Malenko retired. And then they didn't really know what to do with Perry Saturn. Mm-hmm. And he had a mop that he carried around that had, like, a face on it. And he pretended it was a real person. I'm looking it up right I now. I think they got married. Yeah, that sounds like the sort of thing that might happen. <laughs> and Perry Saturn used to wear dresses all the time. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the name of the mop was. Moppy. Was it Moppy? Just Moppy. Oh, okay. Moppy. Saturn yeah. began uttering the phrase, you're welcome, at inopportune intervals, and then fell in love with Moppy. And oh, yeah, mop, I forgot about the you're welcome thing. Which he believed you're welcome. <laughs> the gimmick went over well with the fans, leading to a face turn. Terry Reynolds told Saturn to choose between Moppy and her and was infuriated when Saturn chose the mob. (laughs) She left Saturn for Raven, who would help her enact vengeance on Saturn by kidnapping Moppy and feeding her to a wood chipper. Attitude Era! Wasn't the Attitude Era the greatest moment in wrestling? Yep. The best storylines. Our interest was piqued. We wanted to know what happened to the mop. (laughs) (laughs) When a but what dis- happened to the mop, Graham? He got fed into a wood chipper. <laughs> uh, the Attitude Era, when a mentally disabled man fell in love with a mop. Yeah. Wasn't it the best? Oh, it was the, just the greatest. Ambrose, quote... I guess maybe technically it was the Ruthless Aggression Era. Maybe. Yeah, but... Quote, Ambrose just poked Jericho in the ear with a mop. Yeah! Dude, he popped him so good, like, he was just like... <laughs> it's just... Cole said yeah. Ambrose poked, poked him in the ear with a mop, and JBL's like, I never thought I'd hear that phrase <laughs> yeah. in the history of sports entertainment. Yeah. And then, then Michael Cole says that Ambrose is looking to mop up Jericho. And they're and just both like Byron and JBL are both like, dude, mm, dude, come on. There's actually a great actually I forgot to mention on the pre-show, Byron was like, hey, maybe we could all get in the ride-along show. And JBL and Cole were just like, mm, no. <laughs> no, Byron. <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> um, at one point, Jericho goes for the two by four with barbed wire. Yeah. At the same time that Ambrose gets what Michael Cole insists on repeatedly referring to as numchuck. Dude, I was so mad. <laughs> I was so upset that they kept. And then JBL was like, "Ah, he's got those numchucks." It's like, stop calling them numchucks. You're the numchuck. Yeah. <laughs> huh? 
<laughs> anyway, and Ambrose does like some flippy stuff with the nunchucks. Looks, yeah, it looks kind of cool. Well, it's look, it looks great because I love that that showdown because Jericho's like, I got I got two by four bar wire. What are you gonna do with those? And Ambrose actually kind of like shows that he knows how to use them a little bit. I yeah. mean, he's just doing this. And but then the Jericho's like, is like, oh shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the announcer's like, what's he gonna do with nunchucks? Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And it, you know, it's a little it's a little weird because like. Yeah. Uh, Jericho like swings with the two by four, which he then drops. Yeah, and then Ambrose beats him up with the nunchucks a little bit. This this whole match is basically just them wailing on each other repeatedly. Yeah, it definitely like it dragged a little bit. It it could have probably been a little bit shorter. Yeah, I felt like this match was perfect for Ambrose's character. I liked it which better is, than the street fight at WrestleMania against yeah. Brock. I liked it better than that match. Yeah. Yeah. I could dig that, but I I love this match for Ambrose's character because yeah. it was like this weird, quirky, kind of funny, but it really played to the strengths of who Ambrose is. Mm-hmm. Like the nunchuck part was funny and just yeah. like that weird kind of like, I don't know, just how to describe Ambrose. But. At one point, Jericho tries to get Dean to submit to being in half a straight jacket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he like sort of halfway ask puts him. a straight yeah. jacket on him and then like, get yeah, like ask him, ask him, like, <laughs> ask him. It's what? like, okay. uh, I don't quit. So then Dean eventually goes for the bucket, of all things. Yeah. You're like, okay, Dean, what are you going to do with the bucket? Let's see what happens. Yeah. But he pulls out of the bucket a black bag. Yeah. And some people, like the announcers, were like, what's in the bucket? Or what's in the bag? Yeah. I immediately was like, oh, that I wasn't expecting that. You know what I was hoping it was? What? A snake? Mitch's remains. Oh. <laughs> And he just remains. he pulls out, and everyone thinks it's thumbtacks, right? And then it's just like a handful of dirt. <laughs> he's like, "Well, they had a potted plant up there." Yeah, too. I know, but I just thought it would be funny if it yeah. was Mitch's remains. But no, it's a bag of tacks. Yeah, which he dumps out into uh, onto the ring. You're like, yeah. "Oh God, not since Mick Foley we've seen the bag of tacks." Yeah. Now, uh, Mick Foley, of course, used the tacks. Uh, many people have over the years. Abyss and TNA. Yeah, use them as well. And typically, the way that tacks work is. Uh, the way that they work is that they're just literally tacks. It's, it's not, they're not, they're we not, use them to stick things to bulletin boards. They're not gimmicked in any way, like little, little thumbtacks. Yeah. Not push pins, like thumbtacks, the flat metal rounded end ones with the pin. Yeah. Uh, typically what happens is that if you bring the thumbtacks out and you dump them out on the ring, you, you are, are the one that to... ends up going into the thumbtacks. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, all right, Dean's going to go to thumbtacks later. It's sort of an unbroken, unwritten rule. Yeah. However... Jericho goes for the code breaker, Fuck. jumps up, grabs Dean's head. Dean catches him, turns him, slams him down onto the thumbtacks. Ugh. Ugh. Especially his like oh, his arm. elbow. Oh. So many tacks. It's yeah. sort of apparently it like doesn't hurt that bad because it's sort of all at once and they're very small. But I don't care, dude. It looks no. like you've, if they one of them grinds on like a bone oh, or something. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they I actually did a really good job of building up. To the suspense yes. of someone going into the thumbtacks. Yes. You're like, oh, is he going? No, he's not. Like, they were no, close a couple yeah. times. Because Jericho was repeatedly putting Dean into uh, the the walls. Yeah. So you could see Dean's feet and all the thumbtacks were stuck into his shoes. Yeah. Uh, and then, But yeah, Jericho, wham, down onto the tacks. And, <laughs> and then um, Dean gives Jericho a dirty deeds. The announcers say, onto the tacks. It's, yeah. it's not. Near the tacks. I think Dean took a little bit of... 
the tax as well oh, when yeah. he did it. Because, as, yeah, as part you know, of the dirty deeds, you the, can't really do but that. But it's just like, you know, like, oh, you did this? Okay, well, I mean, like, I got to do it yeah, too, exactly. right? Like, it's only fair. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, because again, because dirty deeds, plus having just gone into tax, yeah. Dean gets the one, two, three with that. And yeah, Jericho's <laughs> arm looks rough. Ugh. They showed, like, pictures of it. I saw pictures of it on, like, Twitter. Ugh. And it was, like, all in his arm. and oh. It's fake, you know? <laughs> it's fake. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that match. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was different. It, again, it dragged a little bit, a little bit, but but yeah, it was like fun. You said, it, it, it did play to Dean's to Dean's character. Yeah, which I like the the sort of the like kind of goofy unhinged Dean. Yeah, rather than what the announcers sometimes say, which is that like he's so crazy he has no plan or has no idea where he is. Yeah, which is like that's not what he is, and that makes him sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's, like he's not an idiot. He's just like yeah, ooh, yeah. Next is the submissions match for the, yeah. for the women's title. They do make a point to mention that even though that even though Natalia and Charlotte are have this the sort of the iconic sharpshooter and figure eight, that it can be any submission. Yeah. It doesn't have to be those submissions specifically, yeah. but it could be anything. The problem with a submission match yeah. is it's kind of boring. Yeah. 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 That's why I wrote here like this is a very tough match to do. Yeah. I didn't have For a lot anyone. of notes because like Me neither. There wasn't much like and I don't want to just be passing this off because it's like Historically, it was like the piss break match. Yeah, you know the women's style matches, like ah oh, piss break, like ha, 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 ha. But I've never enjoyed submission submission matches. matches no yeah. matter who's doing it, even submission matches and like I quit matches. Yeah, I've never been like like a last man standing match has tension in the like will they get up for the ten count? Yeah, but the I quit match is just like do you quit? No, okay, and then eventually do you quit? Yes, okay, okay, so yeah. and a right. submission match is like hold them. Yeah, hold them, hold them, hold them. They, it's hard they to reverse it. I never feel any sus- like a lot of suspense when I'm watching someone in a submission hold. No, it's nothing like a clo- a close pinfall. Yeah, you can get into. Yeah, but I feel like with the submission holds, I'm never like, oh come on, get to the ropes, get to the ropes, please get to the ropes, please get to the ropes, and they get there and they're like, yay! But it's never, it never no. feels like it's the same as a close fall. They go. They... There was some nice ring psychology by Charlotte. I mean, I love Charlotte. Yeah. Um, I love Natty too, but I think I, I just love everything Charlotte does mm-hmm. so far. And she did a really good job of like working the legs. And she does this thing where she she's been doing it for months now, is where she suplexes them and their knees hit the bottom ropes, mm. which I've always just really liked. Nice. Yeah. Uh, unless you have anything else during the match. Not really. Yeah, I mean, no. Either. So eventually, I think it's like unfair. It's a tough. Like we, it's so hard to do it and make that it interesting. To watch. And the storyline was just like, yeah, kind of meh. And then speaking of meh, yeah. is Rick's music hits. Yeah. And so Natty is like, well, then I win. Yeah. Because Shane said that if Rick, if if he comes down at all, then Natty wins. Yeah. So Natty's like, okay, I win. And then someone who's clearly not Rick comes like out the wearing, worst wearing like fake wig wig. robes, and I'm like, "Is this Little Nate?" Yeah. Like I thought it was Charles Robinson again, oh, like, yeah. messing around. And I was like, "This is weird." And the person turns around, and it's Dana Brooke. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, like we said before, Emma got injured, and they had nothing to do with her, so they're like. But I oh. thought they'd be feuding, having her feud with Becky, t- taking up the. Emma's mantle. You would think so. I would think so. <laughs> but I do not write for the WWE. Yeah. And so it's Dana Brooke, and Natty's like, what? And then gets distracted, and Charlotte wins. And then, after the match, Rick comes down, and they're like, hey! And he shakes hands with Dana Brooke, and it's like, oh, it was a whole setup. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this could be... When I first saw it, I was like, do you think... Do you think that they could be leading into, like, a four horsewomen 
kind of thing mm, with Charlotte leading. Maybe. That could be interesting. That could, that could be a direction to go now because obviously Dana Brooke wasn't originally going to be part of this. So no. I don't know. And then maybe I when think, Emma comes back, she could be there. Yeah. Speaking then, of speaking of the writers, like you know, uh, like we don't write, you know, like well, I'm not a writer for the show. Yeah. Um, I guess we should talk briefly about uh, Cody Rhodes. Shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot because yeah. uh, Cody Rhodes, aka Stardust, yes, uh, asked for his release. Yeah. From the company, which surprised the shit out of me because remember last episode we talked about i was like <laughs> they'll never release Cody well, i was like they'll never fire him yeah and i believe that they wouldn't have fired him yeah but he asked for his release and i was like oh that's weird i wonder why that is and uh he released a statement and i was like holy crap because yeah. he was very very honest in his re- in his release and we we all got worked basically is what it is yeah. like the the you know the the international wrestling community or internet wrestling community or whatever yeah uh you know we were under the impression that because Stardust was a name that he'd had as a kid that uh, that his dad had given him, and because his family was so committed to kayfabe, and that he was, you know, that he was into the Stardust gimmick, it sounds like he was not into the Stardust gimmick. Yeah, it sounded like it's, he was. He had been begging to be turned back to Cody Rhodes for a while, and all those sort of cryptic teases on Twitter where he was posting, you know, like "Will Cody be back?" that everyone interpreted as like, ah, Stardust is totally fucking with us, was <laughs> actually him being like, I really don't want to do this character anymore. When yeah. Because he mentioned specifically, you know, the writer's, like the writer's suggestion, oh, yeah, just paint up like your brother, you know? Yeah. And, and then talking about, like... Coming, pe- to the, coming to the writers with ideas, being yeah. like, can we do this, can we do this, can we do this? And, like, even... He mentioned specifically, like, the head writer for SmackDown or something pretending his laptop was on yeah. to avoid talking to him. Jesus. And so it's like, wow, you did not get treated well. No. But, I mean, again, it is only one side of the story. Yeah. We don't know everything, it's but, true. I mean, like, I mean, this is what we're being told. Yeah. And if it's true, that's awful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because basically, like, he he wants to be, he wants to wrestle as Cody Rhodes and be considered a main event, uh, like, a main event yeah. talent. And I think that that could very well be possible. Yep. But they don't have that confidence in him. Yep. So now he can do whatever he, he wants. He can do what, I mean, look at, he alluded. Look at Doc Gallows. Yeah. Right? He was a guy and he went away and came back and, you know, was like huge. It's pretty rare that someone goes away and comes back to the WWE. It's, not, uh, it's getting less rare. Yeah. Right? That's true. And he, he as a follow up, he tweeted uh, a list. Did you see his checklist? No. Uh, Cody tweeted a checklist of non-WWE wrestlers who are sort of like, these are the guys I want to fight. You know, like he's he's not quitting wrestling. Like Wade Barrett is like, I'm going to take a step back from the ring for a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to see what I want to do. I'll, I'll be back to wrestling at some point. Cody's like, as soon as I am out of my contract, because he's 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 been released, but he has a there's a non-compete. There's like a 90 day non-compete thing. So mm-hmm. I think it's like August 15th or something. He's He's like, starting August 15th, and he just posted this checklist of wrestlers. I heard. He's like, I'm going to go. I saw somewhere that he's wrestling Kurt Angle. Yeah, he is. Soon. He is wrestling Kurt Angle. So he wants to go out there and Who else is on the list? I can't remember. Like, the Young Bucks. um, Sweet. Like, he he wants to go there. He'll probably go to New Japan, I'm I'm guessing. I hope so, yeah. Um, uh, Was it the Young Bucks tweeted at him? And... Uh, yeah, the Young Bucks Twitter account was just like, so Bullet Club? 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I it sucks to see cuz I it sucks knowing that he hated it. Hated, yeah. hated it because I, I liked the character. I loved Stardust, and I yeah. wish they'd done more interesting things with it. I thought the stuff he did with Stephen Amell was great. Yeah, that that whole thing was great. Yeah. I wish that they'd done the cosmic wasteland angle more with him in the Ascension. Yeah, and I'm just bummed to it's funny not that have him around anymore. And we've lost a lot of really cool young talent this year to either them releasing them or them or or them asking to go. Yeah, and uh, it's a know, credit it sucks, to Cody though. I, like we bought in that. He liked the character, right? Because yeah. he was so into it. It was never, never clear on camera that he was not into it. Yeah. So you know, good job for him. Yeah. But I, 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 he'll find something. I can't wait to see what he does, and I hope that he makes a name for himself and comes back. Yeah, I, mean, I hope so too. Great. The main event of Extreme Rules: Roman Reigns defending the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against AJ Styles in an Extreme Rules match. Extreme Rules match is a no DQ match, but yep. you have to win by pinfall or submission. Yes. It's street fight. Yeah. There's a sign at the very beginning of the match. Roman is annoying. An, an, anno, how do you pronounce that wrestling family? An, annoy? Oh, an, Annoy? I think so, yeah. Annoy? But they're making it annoying. Annoying. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a pretty clever sign. <laughs> there's, I, a, there's a you can't wrestle chant like right off the oh, bat. Oh, man. I feel really, I actually do feel bad for Roman because he can wrestle. He can. And, and, and. This match felt like a big fight to me. Mm-hmm. I felt I really liked the vibe going into it. I feel like the crowd was... I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, crowd, you shouldn't do that. That's mean. No. It's like, no, man, do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, I may not necessarily agree with it, but look, man, I, I realize that I'm probably in the minority, especially now that I'm really kind of, like, turning the corner on it. Now that I'm looking at it, like, I don't know, just through a different lens. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, do what you want. Did you, I mean, we're did you ever stop see... Them. The CM Punk versus John Cena match at in Money in the Bank, the one where he's going to leave, or no, I can't remember which one it was, but it was somewhere really smarky, and the crowd was doing "You can't wrestle, you can't wrestle," and they're oh, like, and they're Punk, like down like this, yeah. and Punk's like sort of primed, and then Punk like stops for a second, he's like, "Wait a minute," and he like looks at the crowd, and he's like, "Me?" and they're like, "No, <laughs> yeah. like, oh him, yeah, like, yeah. yeah." That oh, was okay. I think that was the Money in the Bank oh, one where he was, was going to so leave. So good. Yeah. Well, it was in Chicago. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I remember that. He's like, <laughs> he looks so offended. He's like, like hang on, <laughs> yeah. me? No, oh him. Oh, okay. okay. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Totally, yeah, I got yeah. you. Well, I mean, like, even after this match, Bubba Ray Dudley got on Twitter and was like, all you assholes, you can't wrestle and stuff. Like, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. And it's like, pretty rude. Yeah, I mean, but again, they're paying customers. The thing is, my, my problems with Roman Reigns can't be articulated by a chant. Yeah. So, I guess... I, just, I disagree with your character progression, and I hope that you find ways to find growth in other ways. <laughs> Good luck fun. getting 17,000 people to chant that, Graham Stark. <laughs> I can't wrestle. All right, whatever. All right. All right, boo! Yeah, yeah I mean, like... This is something that I'll never, like, I'll be like, oh, come on, give the guy, I was like, look, they're going to chant what they want to chant. They're paying money to be there. You can't really admonish them for, especially, no offense, for Bubba Ray Dudley, for a guy who came from ECW, (laughs) which hated stuff like this that we're seeing, like a guy that's pushed, like, above all others, you know what I mean? Not everyone given a fair chance kind of thing. Yep. Come on, man, give me a break. But anyway, I'm okay with it. Yep. 
I'm not, I, I mean, if I was there in the crowd, I'd probably be chanting along because mob mentality. Yeah. Right? Look, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, I would never chant along with them. Oh, I was like, oh. I'd probably be there chanting along with them because it's yeah. fun. Yeah, it is. But I liked AJ tearing off the padding off of stuff outside the ring. Yeah, he, how like, thick is that padding? Uh, Holy! Yeah. But he he like he tears the padding off the uh, off the barricade and throws Roman into it, and then he tears the padding up off the floor. Yeah, which is like heavy too. Yeah, and then he like. Sorry, but rewinding to the beginning. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. There's a part where Roman is stalking AJ, yeah. and just the way he walked, I was like, okay. I am kind of digging this, yeah. like just this, this edge that he has. I mean, look, there's problems, but I'm trying to look at the good things mm-hmm, that he's mm-hmm, doing, mm-hmm. right? Um, they brawl all over the arena. Yep. AJ does a phenomenal forearm off the kickoff show table. Mm-hmm. Then Styles starts. That's where they come back, and Styles is pulling protective padding off everything. Yeah. The uh, Reigns flips AJ with a back body drop through one of the announce tables. <laughs> yeah, and then the crowd chants, "You, you still, still suck. suck." Yeah, which is their way of just like that was, <laughs> it was cool, cool but, but you still suck. Yeah. yeah, which is doubly me. <laughs> yeah, holy shit! They were giving him not an inch no. tonight. Reigns throws AJ but through another table. That's what I was saying. Like, they don't have to do anything with it. Roman. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just send him out there and yep. people react. Yep. Getting a reaction. <laughs> I would, if I was a wrestler, I would much rather have a crowd of people yell, you still suck, yeah. than be primo and epico and, and debut and have... Yeah. So. Hey, man. that's I'd, Even if I was trying to be a good guy and they were still booing me, I'd be like, yeah. hey, look, I'd go back. Like, I'd be like, hey, look, they're booing all the shit I'm saying. And they're like, okay. Oh, I, well, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, it's a reaction, right? He probably um, still sells a ton of merchandise. This, this might have bothered you a little bit. It bothered me a little bit. AJ was working the knee. Yep. And uh, they're commenting on how Reigns had a bad knee. He did. And, and then they, they're taking the power away from the Superman punch and the spear. Yes. Yeah. And AJ, th- or Reigns threw AJ through the table, as Cole said, on a bad knee. But Reigns was not showing that. No, he Cole wasn't. was saying that the knee was bad, but yeah. Reigns was not showing Reigns, that the knee yeah, was bad. This match was not a good indicator of ring psychology. Reigns' is ring psychology. I felt like it was a lot better in the, yeah. the previous match, but. Eventually. I don't know. Unsurprisingly, I did right here after the "You Still Suck" chant. Reigns hits like a huge, like crucifix power bomb for a bee's dick of a two count. (laughs) As in, there was a bee's dick worth of space in between the mat and the ref's hand. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Eventually, Ganderson arrives. Of course, they knock Reigns down and drag AJ onto Reigns, but Reigns kicks out. Yeah. So then the Usos come out. Yeah. There's super kicks everywhere. Yeah. They each of them super kick a member of the club, and then they both super kick AJ, yeah. who also kicks out of that. So I guess I can't be too mad that Roman kicked out of yeah. being beat down because AJ also kicked out of See, being like, beat down. See, like I was so fine like, right, with cool. all of this. Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of people were like, "No, oh, Super Rain strikes again." Styles hits the Styles Clash. Yeah. On Roman. Yeah. Onto a chair. Yeah. But. One of the Usos pulls pulls AJ out of the ring just long enough that by the time AJ deals with the Uso and gets back in the ring and gets back on the pin, that's been just enough time for Reigns to kick out. I was okay with that. I was okay with it also because they mentioned it on commentary. They mentioned the Uso gave Reigns just enough time. Yeah. That they were like, any any given Sunday, that would have been a pin. Yeah. But... It didn't, wasn't this time because of the interference. I was yeah. like, okay, selling that, cool. Yeah. AJ gets incredibly frustrated, mm-hmm. takes off his shoulder pads, yeah. starts like gearing the crowd up for the forearm. Yeah. 
goes for the phenomenal forearm. Spear. Boom! Spear from midair. It was a good-looking spear. It was a good-looking spear. Good look. really good mm-hmm. spear. Yep. One, and two, that's three. it. One, two, three. Reigns, and Reigns retains. Then what happened? And then <laughs> the, re- the second coming of CrossFit Jesus. Yay! Seth Rollins returns. He was crucified on an exercise ball for our sins. <laughs> and now he's back. Seth Rollins runs into the ring just immediately pedigrees Roman Reigns. Yeah. Wham! I love that, I love that Seth Rollins has picked up the pedigree from AAA. Really? A lot of people hate it because really? he got rid of the curb stomp. Well, I love the curb stomp too. But people They had to get rid of the curb stomp because of concussion yeah. dangers. But I, I just love, from a storyline thing, that he's taken the pedigree on board. Yeah. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. And I, I like the it. The crowd, too. like, so loses he, it. He pedigrees Roman, picks up the title belt, and just sort of like holds it and looks around, and the crowd goes, ape. Yeah. The crowd loses their mind. Yeah. And that's I, it. I was among them. And then. That's extreme. It was great. I'm so glad Seth Rollins is back. Me too. I missed him, man. Yeah. He was so awesome. I guess he hasn't been around since we started the show, has he? So we've got Seth Rollins coming back and John Cena coming back. Yeah. And they neither of them have been around. No. So what's gonna happen? Ooh. We don't know. Shaking up the story. I know what happens. I don't. Yeah. I only just finished watching Extreme Rules earlier today. <laughs> I'm a little behind. That's all right. I got two episodes of Raw to watch. But now we just have two episodes of Raw. We're going to record again next week, so yes. early June. Yes. And then we will be caught up. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. And then we can kind of get back into a two weeks. Two weeks. Every two week schedule. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. So. Because I'm hoping, and it should really elevate things mm-hmm. like, only for and especially for us too like because we're so we're both busy yeah you're a new father yep. <laughs> i got lots of, i work all day and then i want to i have shit i want to do at night it's, <laughs> the father thing is going very well yeah but it's busy it's, it's, a, a, it's, it's a lot of stuff man this is why i'm gonna go home and feed a baby so um well help to feed a baby yeah. i'm not quite as involved in that process yet on account of no boobs lack the equipment <laughs> uh adam Yes. You're on Twitter. I am on Twitter. What are you on Twitter as? I am on Twitter as at Wake Up Super, which is like right here. Yeah. Right now. And you, uh-huh. Graham Stark. What's up? You're on Twitter. I am at Graham underscore LRR. Yes. For Loading Ready Run. And yep. this show, as with all the stuff Loading Ready Run produces, is brought to you by you and your kind support <laughs> of our Patreon, patreon.com slash Loading Ready Run. Please check that out. Yep. And that is it for this week of Sidewalk Slam, and we will talk to you next time. Bye!